If I didn't care More than words can say If I didn't care Would I feel this way? Welcome to Fallout, everybody. that note, hi, everyone. Happy Internet. Hiatus. We're back with session 11. I have it written down. We're at session 10. 10. Okay. Damn, I need to pick up the pace. What we really need to do is not have a series of unavoidable problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we could, if we could yeah. do that. If we, could, if we could avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try not to get food poisoning next time. <laughs> I think that would be the best, the best for everyone involved. Right. So who remembers what happens last session and feels comfortable sharing with the class? I remember as much that... Uh... I think it was a Zach-centric session. It was a half-Zach-centric session. I remember the survivalist. It was called the survivalist. And I remember that yeah. it was... Um, oh, right. That, uh, right. It had focused um, at the end uh, there. Uh, we had met the, the, the titular survivalist who is a guy that is constantly being cloned to kill his clones mm-hmm. uh, in order then, to be the best clone. And then the next, yes, and then the winner of the winner of said contest gets to be the next prime clone for the next round. Yeah. And all, all, our, all our questions of to what end seem to be met with some circuitous answers. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the great game. I don't know. But why, Shrug? I don't know. It's fun, <laughs> dude. I just unraveled your roll of tape to the max. What's one end? Do that to, to to unravel it to the max. To what end? <laughs> the max. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, what's up? Oh, I was gonna say. Also, there was some stuff about uh, you know, about Alex's robot father, not. Being able to really having had his memory wiped, right? Your dad shaved robot buddy. Yep. And uh, what was it that we? She because she was putting stuff together, but she she realized that he functions just fine, but he was basically reset to factory standards. But then she reasoned that if uh, she reasoned that uh. If she could find it, if she could find somehow find back, if there was any backups made of whatever modified like personality programming that they had put in him originally, that she could maybe restore him. And also, and to that end, she in, she intends to go to a the factory where the, that model of uh, that model of robot was made because it was actually a military model right and uh yeah so all right then we ended with a board meeting with our uh with the other people that are running our uh town i don't know what we call it our settlement that is up to you guys amalgamation kingdom (laughs) (laughs) i feel yeah let's let's just go whole hog 
There is a king. Well, the what the king is here. And he's the king. Would you say that there is something magical about this kingdom? No, for 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 legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> also for beagle reasons. That there's this beagle who just fucking hates magic. That dog and, is a jerk. Yeah. And in an unnecessarily ominous moment, uh, we ended the session on you turning around and seeing out of the window an enclave I bought. Right. Right. That was bad. Who turned around and saw that? All of us, so we're in the meeting. Uh, ma- mainly mainly Chris. Okay. Oh, right. Everybody, but that's right. I Because I was sleeping. Like, the character was sleeping. She was oh, all like, God. let's go. And the sparrow was all like, you need to go sleep before we go. Because you've been awake for like a day. Straight. Get some Take re- a nap. Eat a sandwich. Get some rest, little tyke. <laughs> <laughs> the nuclear there's, family. There's also a lot of philosophical stuff about. Uh, yes, and that it's pow- and that her family is nuclear powered. Man's in humanity's human. <laughs> but uh, there's also a lot of philosophy philosophical stuff that about that she learned from the survivalist about uh like long-term memory and working memory or something and about intrinsic one possibly and being extrinsic memory possibly yeah, i don't know, I don't I don't know if the exact terminology involved nevram and flash but the point yeah <laughs> The point being that he suggested that he mentioned there's a way to basically in shorter move stuff that's uh, to move potentially memories can move from one to the other and you can kind of recall things that you shouldn't be able to which gave her some hope. So I will uh, God damn it Josh. Stop messing with my psychology terminology. I just <laughs> and just uh, I guess one question I'm going to ask all of you is: Do you do anything about the Enclave I bought? Uh, how many? How how long is it after it's seen us? Where are we picking up from? So I was going to fast forward if you don't do anything, or if you just like immediately destroy it. But if you like really want to do something with it, I'd be happy uh, to pick up where we left off. Probably immediately destroys. At least that's Aspera's. Uh, yeah, that would be. Or at least, to... or at least disable it so that we can reprogram it to try and make it say it didn't see anything. <laughs> nope. So, that, that, it's that, how... those couple of people. That was that was a, that was a transmission error. <laughs> what do I need to do to say that Lanso is on a parapet and then downstrikes it like in that second link game? Um. So the parapets are pretty significantly high in the air, and that thing certainly cannot hold your weight. So take that into consideration. <laughs> I, of course, can't stop you. <laughs> mm. you, could, you could expertly toss your lance down from above and spear it. Nah, I think I'm, I'm probably okay for now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hovering about 10 feet out from the window. That's oh wait, the... parapets! I'll just use my leaf spring bow. Oh yeah, you have a bow. Shoot a piece of rebar through it. Uh, give me a bow check. Shoot bow. Give me a shoot, shoot. bow. Shoot bow. What's the name of my bow? It's the shoot bow. I I love the shoot bow. It... Who doesn't love a shoot bow? Uh, uh communist, the, actually. The fudge the fudge dice roller does not like the shoot bow. 
that is a minus one. Aspect. I forgot to string it. <laughs> I just dropped a thing. <laughs> uh, it's 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 been forever since you fired it, so your calibration's a little bit off. You've been hit in the head quite a few times since you last used it. Vespa, the piece of rebar goes a bit wild to the left. Vespa throws open a window at that point, draws pistol, and fires. All right, roll me a shoot check. As the airbot goes, hmm, something large just landed near me. Talk, <laughs> an enemy scout. I will send this information to someone, no, no one. No. Plus four. <laughs> Plus four. All right. With a couple of uh, with a couple of well aimed shots, you pop it between the blades of the grill over its quote face, and it falls a very long way <laughs> with a little clank at the bottom. All right, one more order of business before we go and retrieve that. Somebody needs to replace this window. Uh, beating a jerk. Yeah, sorry about that. Vespa's going to dash downstairs at that point. Yeah. Just to make sure that it does not fly away. It seems to have uh, one booster still going, so it's sort of slowly rotating on the ground, but it doesn't appear to be functioning in any meaningful sense. Hmm. All right. Uh, Which one do you do with this, Chris? Hmm. Uh, let's get Alex to take a look at it, see where it's trying to send stuff to. All right. I'll go get her. <laughs> you should go to bed, little tyke. Wake up. We need you to mess with the robot. <laughs> 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 wake up, wake up, wake up. Shake, shake. <laughs> That's probably not what happens. No. That's how I imagine it. <laughs> She'll, she'll uh, go to Alex's quarters, whatever quarters she set aside for herself, and we'll uh, gently rap on the door. There's probably no answer. She's probably out pretty good. But whatever it is, probably doesn't have a working lock, so... And then she'll step on in. Well, she managed to get half of her on the bed before falling asleep. And she'll frown, and she'll put the rest of the the, the rest of her on the bed, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll quietly leave and close the door behind her. Couldn't bring herself to wake the kid up. Lesso will have thrown a tarp on the spinning robot so that it can't see stuff, because it's Not basically it. like a mobile palantir. You are you are assured that it cannot see. It's got problems with its with with its. Do you, yeah, sensors. Do you deal a finishing blow to put it out of its misery? No, we need it to be working so that we can figure out what's left of it. So we can figure out what it's doing. She she comes back out and is like, kid's sleeping hard. Alright, I guess I'll take a crack at it then. Right, so, yes. Yeah. Can I assist? I have crafts. Um. So what exactly are you trying to do? Uh, I'm trying to open up the casing and uh, and then kind of jack it, uh, kind of uh, patch into its uh, into uh, its main like processor. Try and figure out any try and figure out where it's sending things to. All right, so that's more of a science check. Oh, okay, than a I do check. much better at that then. Um, it's fairly trivial to pop it open, especially since you have Lanza with you. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to use tools. Let me see. I got a six on science. Six on science. Very nice. So, unfortunately, between the bullets and the fall, not a whole lot of, uh... There's, there's not been 
there's not a whole lot left in its uh, immediate memory. However, you do get sort of a heading on where it was sending its information since the uh, small antenna on it had to be calibrated in that direction. Right, right, right. And you get, and you get the idea that the um, information had to be sent roughly north-northeast of there. Okay, so I have like uh, like a very, very loose like area that it's trying to send things to. Right. Like you know for certain it was not Sarah sending any information south of your location. All right. Well, what do you think? I think we should scout out north northwest. Oh, it was north northeast, right? Yes. Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I uh, can I get any can I get any good gauge off of how powerful this transmitter is? How far it could have possibly been sending? With a plus six, sure. Now it's possible that there are relay stations set along the way, but this thing has a very right. High I mean, quality. Effective range. I mean, at the very least, we know how far how far away its relay the relay station it's pointing at is. Yeah, you're fair. You're fairly certain it could have an operating efficiency of probably. Uh, what's reasonable for something like this? Radio technology got pretty good, especially with the advance of enclave technology. So I'm gonna say it has an effective range of a hundred miles, but the farther it goes in that range, the more information is lost. Right. Yeah. Inverse square law. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't, I, it's worth, I'm not saying it's not worth our time, but uh, it's hard to pick it out with a, with a signal this wide. I know about, I know the cardinal direction it went, but you, you got to consider that it's, the signal keeps spreading out every, the signal keeps spreading out exponentially, however farther it is, however far it is from this place. And this thing has a grand transmission range of about a hundred miles. I'm, if we could try and get in touch with the, um, uh, what were the guys' names? Brotherhood of Steel. No, not the brother. Well, Minute maybe the brother. Man. The Brotherhood could probably help us. I was trying to remember the uh, the guys with the don't tread on me flag. I don't have their. I don't have the Minutemen. Oh, okay. There they are. They're neutral. I wonder if we could get the. I wonder if we could get any help from the Minutemen. They got VTOLs and probably, I don't know, some kind of radio scanners, triangulation or something like that. Really, that would be our best way to to pick out the signal if it's uh if it's transmitting and if it's both transmitting and receiving. If we could try and readapt this, if we could try and readapt this, uh, if we could try and readapt this as uh as a transceiver, we could try and figure out the location of where it was going through triangulation. Uh, that'd still take a while though. With your plus six crafts, I will give you another piece of information. This thing appears modified. This is not a base model Enclave iBot. What's modified about it? Um, the the antenna has been focused a little bit more, so it has a greater effective range than even usual. Mm-hmm. It's still the 100 miles. Right. And um, it appears its video camera has been given an upgrade. Uh, can I tell? The, resolution, okay. the typical resolution you've seen on this sort of thing, it's better than usual. Okay, okay. It's just a higher, it's a higher definition camera. I wasn't sure if it was set up yeah. to, like, I don't know, detect infrared or something. Nah. I told you you were assured it couldn't see when you put the tarp over it. Why would I lie? <laughs> Looks like this has been modified too. I'm not sure. Looks like its its uh, transmission range has been boosted and it's got a it's got uh, higher resolution than the normal one. Modified? You mean you mean it might not be Enclave? Someone else took it and started working on it. Possible. I mean, I'm not sure. 
the but all this stuff is better. This all this stuff is better than what I've seen from uh, what I've seen and heard from Enclave robots. We could try and talk to. We could try and get in touch with Carmichael. See what he can tell us about any other factions out here. Might be a good idea. Uh, call speculation, but maybe Minutemen. Hmm. Maybe. I'll try and get in touch with Carmichael. Yeah, yeah. Is Carmichael still in the establishment? Were we ever given anything to like any means to contact him? Um, you're given some frequency or another if you have access to a long range radio, but he actually is on scene. Okay, we'll just, we'll just go talk to him then. I couldn't remember if he left yet. Yeah. Uh, you'll recall the survivalists noticed him on a nearby rooftop. Okay. She will, uh, she'll, uh, make a motion towards Carmichael as if to indicate that he should come here. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll seek him out and, uh, carrying the, uh, the uh, dissected iBot. <laughs> All right, so he's not too hard to find. Yeah. He is a giant robot man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Carmichael. Hmm. Uh, yes, Chris. What can I do for you? We found this. Uh, we took down this iBot that was uh, that was checking out uh, Kismet Tower. Um, I was uh, I managed to patch into it and figure out approximately where it was calibrated to to send its transmissions back to you, but I noticed some. It looks like it's been modified a bit. Um, I see. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's got a higher resolution camera than normal, and it's got a much. It's got a slightly boosted transmission range. And I'm wondering if this actually. Uh, I mean. Being part of the Brotherhood of Steel, you guys have some knowledge on the Enclave, right? This, yeah, of course. Does this seem out of the ordinary for them, given that this is mm-hmm. a, well, it's a modification. It's also saying it was trying to point northeast, and northeast. I'm not that too. Be... I'm not too familiar with the area. Northeast could be a lot of different people, honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the prime suspects. I mean, there's little out, little out groups of the. Uh, of the Minutemen up there, there's some Cuban Free Army people up there. Um, Brotherhood of Steel, of course. There's some of us up there. Um, various gang factions. Hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah, it could be from a lot of people. I wouldn't expect a right. gang faction, though. I wouldn't exactly expect a gang faction to have a have access to better technology in the Enclave, unless they're Maybe a, unless not. they're a gang that's that's a I don't know, a big fan of photography. Maybe not, but there is a gang that's been causing a lot of problems up in the Northeast recently. Who's that? Uh, they call themselves the Horsemen. They've got a whole bunch of uh, motorcycles working, and they use them for to move in quickly, clear an area, salvage it, and get out. Hmm. Alright. You know, I don't know a lot about them, though. You said they're just up to the, the North Northeast. How, how far out are you saying? Hmm. They move around a lot. I'm not actually sure where their headquarters is. They're careful not to let anyone know. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. I wonder if we could repurpose one of these iBots to fill our uh, to fill our own needs. We got that one from we got that one from before. That's I don't know, partly functional. Mm-hmm. Could be possible. Splicing things together, make it work a little bit, and have a scout for us. So you would need some sort of uh, receiver that could restri- receive streaming video. 
maybe a fair amount of uh, of storage capability, so you don't have to be there watching it. Yeah, well. But you have to. Yeah. It'd take a while to figure out the language it's thinking in. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to do a lot of things to repurpose it. But I mean, we have the Kismet Park has a has a whole uh, has a whole surveillance system into it. We could probably repurpose the DVR systems from that. And I don't doubt it. And I imagine we could. I imagine if I could figure out what frequency this is broadcasting on. Well, we'd have to. We'd have to get some kind of. We have uh, the antenna. The antenna is no big problem. But we need something to. We need something to receive and interpret the signal. Right. I could probably try. Actually, I was gonna say. Probably try and build it up out of out of some of the scrap electronics we have. Maybe. Chris, we're actually heading down south to uh, help Alex out. It's a military facility. If it ain't been if it ain't been totally gutted, we might be able to find something there. All right, yeah, yeah. No, I can try to get. An, I can try to get an infrastructure ready for you if you think you can pull it off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we have we have a lot of we have a lot of scrap metal and and the like here. If you can get some, and we have some people. We have a lot of skilled. We have a lot of skilled uh, laborers. I don't know their exact experience with metalworking, but I'm guessing if they're given a plan, they can probably roll with it. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Worth a shot. I'll be here guarding the geck anyway. Appreciate it. That's Shit what I do. Hat. Preservation of technology. She dips her hat. All right. I think the only thing we really, the only thing that we, the only thing we'd really need is, uh, is, a uh, yeah, some kind of, uh, I mean, the actual radio device. Well, if you find anything, let me know. Sure thing. So I guess we're going to try and. Well, once Alex is ready, we'll head on out to the uh, we'll head on out to that military complex. See if we can't get our way inside. Okay. So it's gonna take you probably about let's just call it a couple days, two or three days to get there. We bring along the trailer in case. Well, not in case when we find stuff and want to bring it back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vespa, make sure to. To, to pack up plenty of survival supplies. All right. Let's see. Just looking to see if there's any convenient names for our military bases in Florida. Cape Kennedy. Oh, wait. <laughs> trying to remember what part of uh, Florida Kismet Park is in. <laughs> well, if it's in the place, if it's in the place of the other park, it would be it would be in Orlando. Right. In that case, you were going down to the the Florida National Guard base, which is uh, down near Sebring, um, Florida. Okay. For all you uh, geography buffs listening. <laughs> all right. So you head out post haste, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as soon as Alex is awake. The warm and balmy air of the, well, the approaching swamp wind hits you as you hit head outside the park in that direction. Right. Oh yeah, I guess second personal objective: find find more uh, find more stuff to uh, to repair the nave, to reuse it for our purposes. Oh uh, yeah, the nave. Good old nave. <laughs> if there's one thing we need more, yeah. if there's one thing we need in this park, it's more weapons. Can't can't get enough of them. I mean, like we have been proven. Uh, it is it isn't proven that we need them, unfortunately. Yeah. What yeah. is our 
with 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 all the fights with the super with the uh, or not with the super mutants, but with the uh, with the panhandlers, uh, what's our current ammo situation like anyway? Uh, your ammo is still doing pretty well. Um, after all, you've you've done a fair amount of salvaging, um, and frankly, the security force at this place was a little draconian for an amusement park. Kismet Park had had just a couple more guns than your average amusement park. Plus, <laughs> most ghouls you mowed down had their own assault rifles with a couple bullets in them. True, yeah. So now we have, yeah, I guess we 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 just we just take all the guns off of the off of the fallen. Yeah, there there was, you you took you captured a fair amount of them, and if you recall, there's just sort of a pile of guns in the uh, the jail of Kismet uh, Castle. There's a small pile of assault rifles. We just have a sign out in front of it, warning guns. <laughs> well, there's he's not wrong. <laughs> Do not touch gun pile. It's very carefully organized. <laughs> in order from gun to gun. From gun to gunnest. Yes. It's basically like Jenga, but with guns. <laughs> Careful which one you pull out. Pretty sneaky, sis. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you, you you guys uh move quickly enough and and uh, silently enough that there's not really that many problems going down there this used to be panhandler territory and they're still off licking their wounds you presume uh i really hope that doesn't mean that they've thing. taken the military base that would suck wouldn't yeah it? that would that would well, there is there there is one thing that uh that uh vespa does want to do on the way What's that? She's heard about the 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 uh, the radiators. Uh huh. She wants to kill a radiator. All right. And she wants to cook a radiator. Do you? Yeah. Sure. Where <laughs> we take that pelt? Okay. I... Is it a pelt? Is that the word for it? I don't know. Skin, I guess. She somehow wants I... to. Somehow I get the feeling there's some obscure gator hunting word for it. <laughs> Probably yeah. Uh... That there's a trestle. She wants. She wants to go hunt Gator, on the way, as they All get closer right. to the marshes. Sure, give me a survival check as a, as you start moving into the night. Uh, apparently, okay. the word is hide, or alternately skin. No, hide I can see, and skin is pretty obvious. I got a plus two. Plus two. All right. So it takes you about fifteen minutes out of your way to. Uh, to find the tracks of one of these rad gators. And let me roll for it. <laughs> oh dear. Um, you're about 40 feet off when you see it. It's big. That. This, this, this particular one is about 15 feet long. And it sees you too. That is a big gator. So you see it. It sees you. It, it does not move. What do you do? I did not expect it to be that big. Uh, is she is she out there hunting alone? Did anyone come with her? That is their decision. I suppose, seeing as we're not make, seeing as we have stopped somewhere to do this, Alex probably is, I don't know, tagging along. Sure. I don't know it's if really... let Lanso come because he's not quiet. Yeah, kid. Well, no one's being particularly quiet here. It it has spotted them. Alex was is quiet. Granted, it doesn't matter if the spare already failed stealth roll, but... Well, she didn't make a stealth roll or anything. She was just trying oh. to find it. Oh. Uh, 
right. its bottom jaw hangs open, revealing that there are two extra rows of teeth inside. My God. Are you really certain about this? Back out west. It's a old hobby of mine to find. Well, trap, trick, and uh, bag death claws when I could. Did they also have three rows of teeth? Uh, no, but the claws are definitely bigger. Alright, kid, do me a favor. Run back, get Chris, get Lanzo. I ain't gonna be able to bag this one alone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she begins sprinting back to the back to I guess uh, their camp run zigzag they can only run fast in a straight line yeah so a couple minutes later you get back to the camp meanwhile with the gator you've 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 caught near a small pond in a like a little jungly bayou-y part it just sort of starts sidling off to one side trying to dip into the pond keeping an eye on you as it does She's gonna draw a revolver, line up a shot. Sort of dips into the water. And she's gonna try and get it in an eye. Let me shoot check. So, uh, it turns out rad gators are, like, really big. And <laughs> I think we're gonna need some help with this. Like, Lanso level help. I got plus one for shoot. Oh no. <laughs> You you fire a bullet at it, and with a with an almost cartoonish, boom, it it bounces off the scales that cover the side of its head, and it begins to sprint at you. Yep, expected that to happen. And its stride is larger than you remember most gator-like things being, <laughs> so it's making some pretty good time. <laughs> Uh, it basically covers about half the distance between you and it before you get the chance to act again. It's about 20 feet away now. All right. Uh, she will uh, zig to one side and uh, zig, zig to one direction and fire a shot off. All right. Let me shoot. Plus three this time. It opens its mouth as it rushes at you, and there's a... There's, this, there's a... There's the sound of your bullet striking true as you pockmark part of the side of its mouth. A couple of its teeth go flying off. And it continues sprinting. This thing is in hand-to-hand range with you now. You got one more action before it goes for you. All right. Uh, there are any uh, trees out here in the bayou? Oh, yeah. Does it, look like it could, does it look like it can jump? It doesn't look like it can jump, per se. All right, she's going to uh, she's going to uh, run and dash up a tree. All right, make me athletics. Okay. I think that's what it is in the system. It's been forever. <laughs> the athletics equivalent. I got plus three on athletics. Plus three. All right, you uh, managed to get up pretty quickly to the first bow. Are, are you stowing your gun or trying to keep it in your hand as you do this? Uh, probably stowing it so she can climb easier. All right, you managed to uh, make your way up to the first bow. And let me roll something for it. You're about probably seven feet off the ground now. 
Um, all right. It rushes forward and it bends its back up and digs its claws into the tree and starts pulling itself up it. Are you serious? And it's going to make an attack on you. Let's All right, see. then. Uh, make a defense check. Okay. Block or dodge or some such thing. Uh, let's see. Would be athletics, I assume, would be dodge. That's something that contains yeah. the, yeah. the, the yeah, dodge trapping, yeah. All yeah. right. Plus three. Let's see. Plus three. All right. And you're surprised that it has pulled itself up this tree. It manages to uh, scrape up your leg a fair amount, dealing a three stress, a three stress hit to you. All right. Uh, I'll reduce it with a minor, con- with a, with a uh, mild consequence. Okay. Uh, we'll just call that one scraped up. And a minor one reduces two. Yeah, All so, right, so exactly. fill up your first dress box. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Uh, at that point, um, she will, uh, wonder what the hell is taking Alex so long. Uh, and, um, Maybe you should have waited for backup before you shot the crocodile, the 15 foot long crocodile. Gator, not crocodile. Whatever. Gator. She, she gave it a bit of time. She didn't want to escape. Uh, and, uh, she will, uh, she will attempt to, um, because it's, it's, it's like right in front of her, isn't it? Oh yeah. It is, is trying to, trying to nab at you. All right. Um, she will, uh, at that point try to, uh, I'll, I'll spend a fate point uh, for Wandering Gunslinger um, to get that plus two, and she will uh, attempt to fire into its mouth. All right, roll it. All right, that's plus eight. Plus eight. All right, you fire a bullet straight down its throat, and it falls onto its back and goes into a... See, it, it's called a death roll, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's dying. Okay. Just, that's just a crocodile term. It it just starts whipping well, around and pulls over onto its front. Death rolls are generally after it has something in its mouth. That too. But it but does that to tear it off and bring it underwater. Yeah. Well, except gators only tr- death roll to disorient things because they actually eat things whole. Right. Oh, right. Unless crocodile dials uh, managed to fused into one mega animal after the bomb. Right. So it's, it's not necessarily a legitimate death roll, but it uses its death roll like skills to like whip around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it lands on its feet and starts sprinting back to the pond. It's all like, fuck this. And it's about when everyone else shows up. Uh, Vespera's up a tree. Gators run towards the pond. She uh, has a gun drawn, probably still firing at it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop antagonizing the 15-foot gator. I want its skin. Eight yes. hours later, this is a tough skin. <laughs> uh, she'll, she'll try one more uh, shot at it. All right, give me a shoot check. Damn it. Uh, this one was only uh, plus one. 
All right, you you score across the you score across its spine. A scale or two goes popping off, and but it rushes into the water to lick its wounds and maybe get infected by the horrible nuclear water. Nah, that just makes it stronger. Radiation's yeah. like vitamins to Radgator. Yeah, it's it might work like the ghouls do. It's it's unclear. <laughs> there has been literally no no uh no study no biology experiments on this thing. Not to criticize, but I think that shot just bounced off its scales. How exactly were you going to even if you managed to kill it, how exactly were you going to get the scales off the rest of it? Well, I was gonna use a saw when we got back. Ah, well. She hops out of the tree, winces a moment. Uh, her her leg is pretty scratched up. I'm fine. Don't look fine. Your leg's all bleeding. Yeah, I'll get that treated up when we get back to the camp. Appreciate it. I ain't hurt that bad, though. Don't worry about it. Yeah, probably best to get that patched up anyway. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Don't worry, Uh, we're just going into a swamp. (laughs) Oh. At least I'll... At least I'll get a token. She walks over and uh, takes one of the big teeth that she uh, chipped out of his mouth. Yep. It's a nasty thing. Sharp to the touch. Kind of malformed, really. A little bit twisted. Yeah, she she picks it up uh, and, and, and pockets it. Yep, you have a tooth. And nothing but it. <laughs> Whatever, can, she'll make You can't see, but I'm mugging as hard as I can right now. Who are you mugging? That's illegal. Don't mug people. Right. So what's the plan? Um, let's see. Well, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna try and remove a minor consequence with medicine. All right. Um. medicine. Okay. Let's see if I might. There it is. Uh, I got a three. Three. I eh? think I only needed two to clear a minor consequence. Um. Do, do, do. Sure, and at the end of the next scene, the uh, the consequence will be gone. All right. Okay. All right, cool. So probably by the time you're done doing whatever you're doing over at the uh, military base. Yeah. Uh, you might want to ride in the trailer. I'm fine. Don't worry. Put on some waiters. No, the bandages is enough. The bandages are just fine enough. Thank you, though. So you camp for a while. Thing, and... th- thing, thing worth noting. Uh, Rad Gators, just as bad as, as Dead Claws. <laughs> Glad to say I've never run into either. I hunted a few Death Claw back, uh, back west. It took a few days of preparation to actually pull it off. Didn't figure the Gators would be that tough. Good to know, though. I suppose. I have heard tell of the Gators' legendary prowess. I would agree. Florida and football. I would agree. That was a pretty legendary prowess that 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 Gator had. Shot it a couple times in the face and down the throat. Bastard still survived. I dimly recall there used to be an entire team of them. Make me an older history check. Don't actually. <laughs> so, um, 
So you camp for, you camp for a while, and I assume you move out in the morning. Yeah, that that'd be a smart plan. A smart plan. All right. Sure. One second. We're done antagonizing hostile wildlife. <laughs> right. So you move on, and it's not that long before. Let's call it about two in the afternoon before you manage to uh, get to the National Guard base. It stands like a great stone thing. It's it, you know it's a building, right? Yeah. But this one has this one has a stone wall around it with barbed wire encircling it. There's a great number of skeletons sitting around it, not recent ones, ones that appear to be uh, hit by fallout of the initial nuclear explosions. How it seems people were trying to get here. How would you describe any part of the structure as cyclopean? I would not. In fact, it has multiple windows. That, that's not what... God damn it. <laughs> None of which are wheel-shaped. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess we'll start scoping it out as well as we can from the outside. How high is the wall? Uh, the wall's about um, eight foot high. Okay. And then it's got your... Uh... It's got a guard tower sitting in the corner, but they, of course, have been long abandoned. Okay. Okay, so there's, at least from the immediate outside, it doesn't look like there's anybody here. Yeah. Uh, where's the? There's no evidence whatsoever. There's anyone in there. Where's the front gate, and how's that set up? Uh, the south side, I'll say, and it's a, a, a large, um, it's it's basically similar to the st the stone walls, but it's thinner, and uh, comes out on hinges. This place was clearly designed to be defensible in case of a. Um, an attack. Okay, you say it comes out on hinges, so it actually it doesn't fold into the wall. It actually or go parallel to the wall. It actually folds outwards. This is it a double door, single door? A uh, double door with a very large locking mechanism on it. Gotcha. Hey Alex, why don't you see what you can do with that? Uh, why don't you see what you can do with that latching mechanism? See if you can pop it. I'll take a look. All right, that'll be a craft check if you want to start messing with that. Sure. Hopefully a door doesn't fall on her in the process. Sure. Uh, plus two for crafts. Well, it didn't fall on you. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> but you start messing with for, for, with it for a while, and this thing is just very heavy duty, and you don't feel that you don't feel like you've got the chops to pop it open. Yeah, you could say you don't have the pop chops. <laughs> I, I don't think oh. I brought nearly heavy enough tools for something of this size. Hmm. <laughs> they oh, say once you pop the fun don't chop uh oh here's um, a question did, did you did you bring clint along did clint? you bring did you bring dad bot no remember she left him at the back at the vault ah yes yes you did um, just curious okay um at the mention of i don't think i have nearly heavy enough tools can i do a uh can i do see it's been a fate point to use uh be prepared and pull out a ripper Oh, geez. Uh, sure. All right. It's more of a utility ripper. It'd be hard to use it in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> that's what the ripper was intended for originally. It's just a really <laughs> crazy fucking sawzall. Yeah, it's, it's a one-foot-long chainsaw. <laughs> All right, so that's what I would have used to take out the gator scales. Where were you keeping that? That's what I'm wondering. It's in my sack. Thought we might need to break into. A, I thought we might need to break into a highly fortified military installation. I 
Good thinking. Suppose. All right, now that you have that, you can make me a crash check plus two. Sure. Uh, that makes that a plus four. Plus four. All right. So you you wisely decide to avoid the locking mechanism whatsoever, and you hop up onto the hinges of the thing, which are basically dead-bolted, but not nearly as strong as the padlock. With a horrid screeching noise, you hold the ripper against the hinges, and the... Um, and finally the bolts pop free as you uh, chop it open. The gate just sort of stands there, but it could be pushed over at your leisure, basically. Yeah, we'll just sort of... That's one way to open a door, I guess. She will hand the ripper back to uh, back to Chris. Chris puts, it, Chris puts the, I don't know, sheath back on the blade. <laughs> It stuffs it back in his bag. <laughs> sure. All right. And then I guess we one finger push the door open. It's going to take more than one finger, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we got leverage on our down. side, so it's easy enough. Lance, so uses one finger to push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you push it down and there's a horrible cracking noise as, uh, as, uh, as quite a few pieces of bone and skeleton fly out from beneath the door. It seems there's skeletons on this side, too, as though they were trying to get out as well. Hmm. That does not bode well. Are you kidding? That means that, that, means that nobody's been in here. All right. It doesn't, doesn't bode well as far as whatever the hell's inside. I'm... These yeah. guys are trying to get out. I'm more worried that we did not exactly just make the most subtle entrance. I mean, they're probably trying to get out because I'm guessing they probably ran out of provisions after a while. Are there any, uh, are there any, um, intact skeletons? Uh, yeah, there's a couple that weren't directly under the line of the, uh, door. Alright, uh... I try and do some, uh, some anthropologic, some anthropological forensics. <laughs> uh, sure. Meanwhile, Alex, you discover... joining and looking around. You discover these are ancient Americans. I got a four. Four, Okay. You basically managed to split the skeletons into two different factions, or not 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 in the sense of like you you managed to split them into two different causes of death. Some of them have the horrible radiation damage that you would expect from being in the fallout of a you know an actual nuclear explosion, mm -hmm. but some of them appear to have survived longer but died of malnutrition. All right. Yeah, you see, there's yeah. Uh, look, the I've we've gone through a couple of guys here, and there's uh, I'm not gonna call it a perfect sample size, but look, everybody here died of either radiation sickness or uh, starvation, basically. Uh, all right. Well, that eases my nerves a bit. So like everything locked, and they just couldn't get out. I mean, we don't know what happened to this door after an. Uh, I don't know how well this door was prepared for an for an A bomb. Could have fried some of the electronics on the outside. I don't know. Uh, wouldn't make sense. Uh, let's head on inside then. Yeah. Yeah, that that one's fairly uh, easy as the door is actually completely unlocked on the inside. Yeah. They've got the gate after all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's actually fairly nice inside. There's no power, of course, but... As you, uh, whatever light sources you have across this room, you see that there's not the blood, there's not the 
there's not any of that uh, that you normally see in an abandoned building. All there is is a faint layer of mildew, dust, and lichen. So the place actually looks totally undisturbed. Yeah, it seems no one's been in here. Our last so, day. What do you say, Josh? I was just going to say, what sorts of place would you liken it to? <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely curious, James. So there's the faint glow of a, of a terminal in the back that seems to be running on some sort of emergency power. Oh, I guess I'll jack that. All right, that's the science check. All right, science check, go. Uh, I got a plus three. Plus three. All right, so basically you managed to get into some of the backup functions, not necessarily admin functions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can turn on the backup generator and get a map of the place or your useful options here. Okay, yeah. Um, what, can I get a status check on how much uh, how much fuel the backup generator has? Uh, the backup generator is nuclear powered, like oh, okay, so hydro- it's, it'll keep it's hydrogen yeah, powered. Gotcha. Okay, it'll keep going for a they while. Just, sorry. Yeah, it just hasn't been on in case of you know malfunction and all that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll kick that online. Yeah. Uh, some faint reddish lights start coming on throughout the facility, going further and further into the dark hallways beyond the lobby, with uh, an audible clunk with every light that turns on. And you hear the faint hum of a rotary generator somewhere in the facility. And then the terminal prints out a map for us, I guess. Yeah, it's easy enough to download to a. Oh yeah, yeah, because we got we got someone with a pit like boy, yeah. Right, pit boy three hundred. It just keeps losing. It keeps losing more and more numbers every time. <laughs> I have in my hands the pit boy three. <laughs> I can't remember what the one from the original game was. I don't think that had a number. I think it just was pit boy. The Fallout Three one was a Fit Boy Three Thousand. Right, yeah. I just can't remember what the. I think in. I think in Fallout and Fallout Two, they were just called the Pit Boy and the Pit Boy Two. Yeah, and in Fallout uh, New Vegas, you had access to the Pit Boy Three Billion. Nice. Was that made of gold? If you got, yeah, it was completely gold plated and it was horrible to look God at. Damn it. <laughs> I love that, but God damn it. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, Unfortunately, for your forever and any salvaging wishes you had, there does not appear to be any sort of live armory in this place. The armory appears to be elsewhere in an undisclosed location. Uh, okay, so that's why nobody raided this place. Right. Uh, what appears to be here from what can we see from the map? Um, there appears to be a training facility in one of the back areas. There's an active barracks. Well, not currently active, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> And in the very back, there appears to be a um, a Department of Defense sponsored technology zone. Does that have Does that have a TM after it? Yeah, <laughs> of course it does. I think that's where I need to go. Yeah, shit. That's probably where we could. I, I bet. I wonder if we. Um, oh, is there? Uh, I'll also see. Is there a Is there a radio room here? Uh, yes. There's a There's a communications depot. All right. That's that's actually in a separate shed out back. Gotcha. But you can you can get you can get through a back door to get there if you want. Sure, sure. All right, so let's check. All right, so there's looks like there's a couple places here. Yeah, so we want to be heading to the technology zone. I wonder if there's there might be something useful in the barracks, moving the training facility. Probably less so there. But yeah, let's check. We we should check out the technology zone and check out the uh, check out the comms depot as well. All right, where do you guys go first? 
Um, how's this place laid out? Where's the like? Um, what is what all is in the building we're currently standing in, and how many other structures are inside these walls? Uh, what do you mean? Um, I mean, is is the structure of this place? Because you said there's a shed where they had the radio, where they had the radio communications. Yeah. Is this whole place just a big wall with a single building inside of it? Uh, yes, except for that shed I mentioned. Okay. Uh, also, is there any? Uh, this, this this probably wouldn't be good after I don't know 200 or something years. Uh, is there uh, is there mess and mess storage? Yes. Um, it's uh it's 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 between the barracks and the training facilities. All right. So we'll yeah. So uh I think I we'll mean, we'll we can... the barracks also probably has non-perishable food stores. Yeah so. yeah yeah. So we'll just yeah we'll just check. I think we'll, we can go through the barracks and the training facility, and, and then and then to the to the tech zone, or we can split up, gang. I mean, it doesn't seem like any, but there's anyone in here, so it's up to you. I'm going to the tech zone though. All right. Um, yeah. If there's any, uh, if you have trouble getting through, um, actually, maybe you and Lancer go together. Sure. Uh, Vespa and I will check out the Vespa and I can check out the barracks and the training facility, and we'll meet you there. All right. Okay. So let's go with uh, Chris and Vespera first. Okie doke. Where are you heading? Uh, let's go to the training facility to see what's there. All right. Sure. Um, you go to the training facility. All the doors to this place are unlocked. And um, yeah, as you enter the training facility, give me will checks. Okay. What is my will? Oh, man, I got a minus one. Okay. What about you, Nate? Plus five. Plus five. You're completely fine. You've seen this sort of thing before. But um, take a three hit to your composure, Chris. Ouch. Uh, I'm going to take a consequence. I'm going to take a minor consequence. Cause... Actually, right. wait, no. I can take a hit to three. I can take a hit to three. I'll take that. Yeah. I forgot. It doesn't Remember, fill, it doesn't course, fill it up, doesn't fill up yeah. the ones below. Yeah, yeah. I can take that. <laughs> As basically you see the aftermath of a great deal of infighting there are people stuck to the walls with uh, long combat knives there's people with gunshot wounds to the head from single shot weapons zip guns even there's old blood covering some of the walls as it appears there was a that's there's some sort of civil war in here hmm Oh, okay. There's a few poor quality weapons on the ground that aren't even really worth picking up. Yeah, yeah, they're old. What the hell happened here? Probably dissent between the ranks. People got uh, held up. Actually, hell, uh, can I use science to, to try and figure out how the gunfight went down? Um, at least, sure. At least who instigated it, maybe? Yeah. Uh, Alternately, uh, Vespera, you can also make a gun check to learn different information. Yeah, I will. Let's see. Oh, right. Plus I also have six. guns at plus three. Um, I'm going to use... Let's see. Um, I'll use be prepared to re-roll that. Sure. Because I got a minus three. <laughs> what are you prepared on? Let me see. Um, how are you prepared? How am I prepared? Um, that's a good question. I'm, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with how, with how crime scene analysis works to know what I need or what procedures I'd follow. What are you trying to? What exactly are you trying to figure out? I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out who's who. Who fired the first shot? Hmm. Um. Let's see. 
And I guess I'm being, uh, I guess I'm being prepared by by talks by uh, by talks I've read about keeping about maintaining troop morale, and possibly and uh, going on to the uh, let's see, um, on how to on how to maintain uh, on a book I read on how to maintain morale within a uh, within a group during uh, desperate times, um, and what things to what things to look out for in the case that somebody is cracking. Sure. And I, right. hey, there we go. So, I rolled a five instead of a instead of a minus one. <laughs> all right. Or instead of a one, I guess. So, Vespera figures out basically how the fight went down. Chris, you figure out why the fight happened. Cool. So, Chris, you start looking around at these bodies, and there's shreds of uniform left on them, mm-hmm. considering this is a fairly well preserved place. And also, they're probably wearing and, like synthetic uniforms. Right. And you notice, first of all, that there are basically two factions, people behind the, uh, like, training barricades and bunkers, like behind sandbags, defending themselves against an attacking force. And almost universally, the attacking force is lower rank than the people behind the bunkers. Gotcha. There appears to be a, some, appears to have been some sort of mutiny. Uh, Vespera. Yes. You, you figure out pretty quickly that there was one person in the center of the room who did not have time to get to any sort of defensive position before being shot. You can only presume that this was sort of like the leader of the mutineers and he was shot down on the spot and it sparked this sort of conflict. So, um, so you're saying uh, you said a mutineer was shot and then everything went to hell? Yeah. It's likely that everyone had their weapons drawn ahead of time. Even he had his gun in his hand when he went down. But uh, it appears that he he took the first shot by surprise. All right. Looks like one of the mutineers here got shot, and then everyone just opened fire. Yeah, going through the uh, going through the tags here, it looks like everybody uh, everybody on the defensive was a uh, looks like some kind of officer. And then, so yeah, one shot was fired and it turned into fucking uh, last stand at the OK Corral. Yeah, yeah but it looks like. Hmm. I guess they ended up taking the easy way out, though, all things considered. Would win that or starve to death. Yeah. So I guess that's fair. So do you guys search the bodies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me investigate checks. Cool. Or if there's a search skill, use that. Uh, there's no, there's, there's, there's notice and investigate. Investigates what you want. Okay. I got plus three for investigate. I got a zero. Oh. <laughs> I'm not rolling. All right. I'm rolling terrible tonight. <laughs> All right. Vespera, you notice something very strange on the lead officer. There appears, there appears to be a decrepit key inside his rib cage. I mean, it's just a skeleton, so it's not that messy a job to get it out. But yeah, yeah, she she breaks one of the ribs and uh, reaches in and pulls it out and just looks at Chris with the uh, one brow lifted. What do you think this goes to? Mm. Also, why do you think this this this, this guy swallowed it? Probably part of what started the mutiny, eh? Maybe. I think this key might have been what got them out. I guess we can. Well, the 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 gate had an electronic lock, didn't it? No, it was a very large padlock. Okay. Might, have, might as well have been. Not sure. 
also since you rolled pretty well on your uh, like crime team investigation, you notice that almost everyone in this room was showing signs of malnutrition, you know, loss of bone density and stuff like that. Right, right. Looks like everybody was looks like everybody in here was starving too. Maybe they just didn't want to escape, but the officer didn't want them to leave their post. Might be. Another option is they might actually have a storehouse full of food around here. Possible, but if that's the case, why wouldn't he just open it? I don't know. In any case, we'll have to try and we'll have to try that key on. Uh, we'll have to check a lot. Check the rest of the doors. I didn't see anything for a storehouse, except for like the the mess and except for the mess storage. But I'll have to check it. Guess we can try mess storage, and then after that, we'll give it a shot at the main door, a main gate. See if the bastard was kept him from leaving. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna pop over to uh, Alex and Lanso. You guys make it into the tech zone. The door is unlocked. What it was inside appears to be a small laboratory with a with a couple of what appear to be decrepit, like new technology sitting on the shelves. One of the one of the major ones that's out right now is a series of uh, orange cubes with little strings coming off of them. The there is a back door that's um, that says new product orientation. Well, I suppose if we're gonna find out what all they have here, she'll head for that door. Why not? All right, Lanceo, do you follow? Yeah, I'll probably like look at the cubes while he's walking past, see if they're labeled or anything. It's not labeled. It, it appears to be a. Um, they ju- they just appear uh, they they appear to be small cubes of a hardened putty that could be spread on something with a small black device that has a string coming out of it. Okay. Oh, I'll have to take a closer look at this. All right, but do you head into the back or mess with that more? Head into the back. Okay. As you cross the door into the new product orientation, there are two doors from then on out and a camera in the center. Um, Lanceo, as you walk in, the camera flashes and says, non-organic detected. Please enter right door. I have no idea what it's talking about. Please enter right door. Um, I think you need to go in that one. And I need to go in this one. Organic detected. Please go in left door. Hmm. As you say. And he'll, he'll listen. Yeah. To Alex. Alex will go in the left door. Okay. So you both come to a uh, projector screen with a chair in front of it. I'll start with you, Alex. Mm-hmm. For now. Basically, as you sit down, I, I assume you sit in the chair. I mean, yes, assuming there is nothing particularly yeah. suspicious looking about the chair. Yes, she sits down. Nah. Now, nah, there's a projector window in the wall behind you, but it's just a wooden chair sitting in the middle of the room so you can watch it. Yep. And an old, infom- like, almost uh, infomercial style, or, like, after-school special style video starts coming on, saying, you're robots, and you. And then uh, it, it breaks into an advertisement. That didn't tell me anything useful at all. <laughs> Brought to you by Buddy's Auto Shop. And it cuts away to uh, a, a man with a puzzling Eastern European accent 
struggling his way through an advertisement. Hello, friend! Do you want the Mitsubishi? Do you want the Daihatsu? Well, make up your fucking mind! Because <laughs> it's time to buy a car! I, oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't know what either of those things are. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, after, after a short and ultimately confusing advertisement where he completely fails to give a phone number, um, it goes into a well-suited man with a military haircut with his leg up on one with one leg up on a desk like he's about to start into some real talk and he just says now then you must be here because you're interested in our new line of domestic robot companions and it shows um it shows a schematic on the screen that seems somewhat familiar from what you took apart in the vault oh i think this is it she leans forward there are a few things you need to know about your robotic household companion. The first is that it is actually an advanced military model that is designed to defeat foes in combat. Unfortunately, the only way we could get the the only way we could um, get past the standard Asimov series of robot laws is if we designated it as a military model. This is the only way we could ensure that the household robot would be able to defend the homestead. So the very first thing you need to remember is the household companion is not your friend. At this point, uh, an angry robotic man, more, more the exoskeleton of a man, walks in and looks at the camera with a glowing red eye holding a gun in its hand. Now then, we have a very advanced model here. The important thing about indoctrinating these robots to become household companions is the continued experience to domestic situations. And he looks over at the robot and says, CM4159, please activate. The uh, robot sort of perks up and looks around. Please make me a cup of tea. And wordlessly, the robot starts walking off towards a nearby counter. And the man looks back at the camera it is important to remember once again that the household companion is not your friend. <laughs> so basically the, um, the infomercial continues like this. It drones on a little bit about your standard operating procedures, but you get the idea that a lot of what makes it makes these robots human like is experience to human media and experience to uh, household situations. They are designed to be smart enough to adapt to whatever situation they are put in. Huh. Lanso. <laughs> As you walk into the door, <laughs> there is a small kitchenette in here and a projector on one wall. The projector lights up with, uh, with the face of a housewife that says, Robotic companion, please make a pound cake. I actually didn't read the chat That's when I said, I said that. <laughs> Harvest thou a recipe. A, uh, a small recipe prints out from a ticker tape dispenser on the wall. I accept your challenge. I just want to think that in Lanzo's, like, in Lanzo's heads up display, a new thing that comes on, quest accepted, construct pound cake. <laughs> Ding. 25 XP. 
Yay. Uh, what role would this be? Make me a survival check. How about craft? Yeah, you I mean, could if craft you're following a cake. recipe really well, you know? Yeah, you could craft a cake. It's too bad it didn't ask him to make mac and cheese. Alternatively, athletics, if I do it in a really flashy way. It's gonna be craft. <laughs> you know. Oh, shit. Take a, how's a plus three grab you? Wow, plus three. Yeah, you, uh, you managed to take these pretty shitty ingredients, really, considering this, this was what they didn't give to the soldiers. And you make a fairly decent pound cake. Maybe the first one that has been made in years. <laughs> Please p- place pound cake in pound cake testing facility. And a, a small window opens up into a dumbwaiter. I take one slice off of the end, put that on a little separate plate, and I put the rest in there. Okay. Uh, Vespera, Chris, a pound cake appears in a small dumbwaiter at the side of the room. It smells pretty good. And a little bell rings. Um, What? I have no idea. It's a pound cake. Can I just point out that I like how you are all like, man, this giant battle happened because everyone was starving. And then right at that moment, <laughs> a pound, there's a little ding and a cake comes out of a, <laughs> comes out of a dumb way. Vespa, you're seeing a, a cake, a cake just showed up, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pound cake. So either somebody just made a cake or... This room is full of crazy gas. Please sample cake. D- did it come with forks? I mean, it's it's a pound cake. You can pull it apart fairly easily. If, if you really want some, there's there's some uh there's a, like a field kit in this room for testing purposes. Or you could make a cutlery out of bones. Just whittle it real quick. <laughs> just fast. Just uses. I guess I'll I guess I'll sample pound cake. It's not, okay, by today's standards, it's not a fantastic pound cake. However, by apocalyptic standards, you know, it's made of sugar and, and synthetic it's, it butter. It is, in and, fact, a baked good. <laughs> yes, it is a legitimate baked good, and it is still warm. She's going, okay, she's going to, uh, she's going to attempt to, uh, she's, she's going to take a bite. Yeah, what up? Take delicious. Bite. That's where we find out that synth butter is made with poison. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, please rate this pound cake. I guess I'll say a 10. 10. Uh, yeah. Where's yeah, this sure. voice coming ten. from? <laughs> There's a small speaker inside the dumb waiter. This waiter isn't dumb at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking get out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lanso. Congratulations, robotic household companion. You have been given a score of 10 out of 10, earning you the title Master Cake Smith. And a small, uh, a small chef's hat falls out of a cupboard with a little bit of confetti. Hmm. I knew I was equal to your task, disembodied voice. <laughs> I triumphantly claimed the chef's hat. <laughs> and the uh, screen behind you lights up again. Robotic household companion, please defend the homestead. And a door opens at the side of the room, and uh, a, a shitty combat droid comes out, fires a BB gun at you. I murder it. Oh, it's like destroyed. super hard. Yep. Yeah, you do. It's gone. <laughs> Congratulations. You have destroyed Intruder in record time, earning you title Master Killsmith. <laughs> yes. 
and a and and a little uh, a little toy police badge falls out of a compartment. I also <laughs> take that. I apply it to the the chef hat. <laughs> Robotic household <laughs> companion. Please soothe crying baby. And a crib pushes out of the wall with a small wireframe child that starts crying. I sing green sleeves. I'm going to roll rapport. Do it. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I know that's chopsticks. Trying to see if I have any aspects I can do here. Would you, being you valorous? Have, you, yeah, sure. You, you, do you have any aspects related to quest completion? Yeah. I mean, you, you, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure in your valorous files, you've got some sort of like courtly love files you could serenade. There you go. Uh, that with that fate point, that brings it to a plus four. I'm greatly amused that you spent a fate point on this. Hey, man. <laughs> Quests are <Baby>. serious business. <laughs> Yeah, plus four. Yeah, the you, you you sing for the baby and it goes silent, and the uh, and a bunch of confetti falls out of the ceiling. Congratulations, household household companion robot. You have completed all tasks in record time, earning you the title of Master Homemaker, and uh, you get a big gold star that falls from the ceiling. <laughs> I yes. <laughs> Master Homesmith, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me fix that on my sheet. And the door behind you yeah. opens, and, and there's a small trumpet fanfare. I walk out. Uh, I will put the chef's hat on. Was there also an apron for me to wear while pr making these things? Yes, yes, there was. I will be still wearing the apron. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and so... I will take the slice of cake and see if Alex is out there yet. <laughs> yeah, Alex, you come out about the same time, learning basically what I told you so far. Yeah, it's uh that they they are made to adapt to whatever situation they are put in with astounding efficiency, and it will just take a matter of time if they're put into a consistent uh, situation, be it a combat situation, a homemaking situation child rearing any of that but it appears their their default is a uh, combat simulation and you come out and lancer's wearing a chef's hat and an apron and he has a he has a slice of cake i hand she you the slice of cake she, she looks thought she looks really <laughs> thank you i have passed their challenges three they tested my mind my body and my soul and i came out triumphant congratulations <laughs> I'll have you know that cake was rated a 10 by a panel of experts. Really? A Probably. Panel. <laughs> she is so confused right now. Well, I, let's try it. <laughs> she'll uncover a fork from... She'll open one of her pouches where she keeps her spare fork and eat some cake. Yeah, it's it's good. It's still warm. It's got it's got butter substitute and sugar, and all that. It no, is a baked good. I haven't had anything like that in this in a while now. Not since I was still living at the vault. Which she realizes is probably understandable given what she just learned. All right. Well, thank you, Lanzo. That was very good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> 
then... Did you pass your trials as well? Uh, well, it kind of was a trial at points. Um, but yeah, I didn't learn as much as I'd hoped, but I learned a little. And I did. they did show the blueprint for a bit, so I'm hoping it's around here somewhere. If I could find that, that would help a lot. Excellent, Well, And he will take the gold star and apply it to her shoulder. Adorable. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> you could think of a good way to put it on the hat, because it already has the badge on it. <laughs> He'll remove the apron at this, at this point. <laughs> Probably put it in a backpack for later. <laughs> that is okay. All right. Uh, I guess we'll keep looking around. Uh, so Alex will go and examine the orange cube. Sure. And in particular, because I have a suspicion of at least what kind of thing it is, can I make a crafts check using my explosive engineering? Sure. Stunts. Yes, you can. By the way, there's about 40 of them lying around this laboratory. That's a plus seven. Plus seven. It is not an explosive. However, you do know what it is. You mess with it a little bit, and the putty starts to become malleable in your hand. It looks like you could spread it on something. And it appears that if you pull the string, it's going to activate an igniter. Presumably, this is a quick emergency fire um, paste. Oh. Well, it doesn't blow up, which is... These would be real useful. They're going to like these. What is it? Um, you spread this around and then, uh, in, like in an emergency when you don't have anything else, you spread this around and then hit this button here, I think, and it should ignite the putty and it acts like a emergency fire. Lanzo takes one and spreads it along the edge of his sword with you the string that. near the hilt so he can pull it and have a flaming sword if he needs it. Sure. You do that. That is not the way to use them I had considered, but resourceful. <laughs> That's our shrugs. Flaming swords are cool. Aren't you worried about that uh, damaging your sword, though? Ha! Nothing short of the fires of Mount Dute. Wait. No. <laughs> the fires of Mount Etna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he mumbles something about like she steal granted by the say something something mumble mumble lady of the lake <laughs> goes on this long spiel okay it's magic sword won't be damaged gotcha alternatively if this is meant to make a cooking fire it probably won't damage regular steel either yeah it's, it's that is more on the level of cooking fire but that that's that's not what Lanzo says <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yes, I, I think Alex, during sometime during the explanation, Alex pieces together that it is probably not going to create a fire hot enough to damage, like, real steel. You probably can't use it as a weapon against robots anyway. People are n notoriously vulnerable to being set on fire. It's true. But yeah. Hopefully they won't need any of that. But yeah, she'll, uh, I don't know, take one in her pack for now, and I suppose... That they have, uh... That's what will take a couple. You can carry yeah. lots of stuff. Yeah, and then they can always get, since Chris bought the trailer, presumably there's going to be massive looting of the place, and we'll grab those. Sure. 
but yeah, she'll head uh, further in and look for more uh, look for more information related to this these military homestead military classified homemaker robots. <laughs> so what are you trying to look up? She's trying to find more about the robots. Like uh, she's she wants to see if there's any blueprints, uh, anything that would help her fix them, uh, particularly help the. Uh, I think it was mentioned that she would need more knowledge or skill than she currently has to gracefully take apart the one Frankenstein one. Uh, sure. Give me a crafts check to piece together what you need from the things in this laboratory. Yeah, or conversely, if there's also any specialized tools with, related to the robots that she does not already own. <laughs> All part of the crafts check. Uh, plus six. Very nice. Uh, yeah, you find a few particular hex wrenches that you are sure would be very useful at taking apart the, pri- the proprietary parts. That That's hard to say if you have a stutter. And, uh, <laughs> and importantly, you uh, manage to get into some of the files of in a nearby terminal, and you get a screenshot of the blueprint that you saw in the uh, infomercial-style introductory tape. Ooh, can she upload that to her Pip-Boy? Yep. You, you're you're sure you don't really have the expertise to build one from scratch, like build one from spare parts with this, but you do know it'll be helpful here and there. Right. For for maintenance and repair repairs and maintenance and stuff, this will be valuable. Yeah. Beyond that, in this room, there's oh, in this room, there's a couple of other like little toys and trinkets basically for use in uh, combat packs, but. Nothing that's necessarily going to be useful to you in the post-apocalyptic situation. Right. Like, you find a couple of, like, door jams for building assaults and stuff like that. It's mostly refinements of pre-existing technologies you can pretty easily get a hold on. Right. And nothing that's particularly necessary in the actual state of the world right now or helpful. Yeah, some of it's obsolete. Some of it's just not that practical. Well, you suppose she'll show it to... She can show it to Chris and Vespera just in, on the off chance there's something they would find useful that she doesn't because she is not she does not know much about guns other than how to deal with some of the mechanical parts in them. But yeah, she could probably make a gun or at least repair one and firing them and knowing what is useful into the regarding the firing of them is outside of her expertise. Right. So, Vespera, Chris, what are you up to? I believe we're going to try this key on the uh, the mess hall. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll try. The, we'll uh, see if those doors are open first. And okay. Check out the mess hall in the barracks area. Sure. Yeah, the the barracks, uh, the mess hall is pretty standard, although there appears to be no food in it whatsoever. And the. Um, and in essence, the barracks is cut into a few portions. There's the like the general population segment, which has nothing really interesting in it. <laughs> and uh, there is a locked officers' quarters. Give that key a try. All right. She uh, takes the key, gives it a try. Yeah, and the uh, door pops open, and inside there are somewhat nicer beds. A couple of uh, a couple of satchels that don't really have anything useful in them, and a terminal in the back. Why was he protecting this? Check the terminal. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Borton there. There's all sorts of really, like, horrifying porn on it. It's just, just grotesque. Just gators upon yeah. gators. I don't know why he was into this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Uh, what are you gonna do? I'm going to I'm going to invoke. I'll protect what's yours. To re-roll my shitty, shitty, shitty science roll. You got it. How shitty was it? Uh, well, I moved it from a one to a four. Oh, that's bad. That's that's pretty solid. Yeah, you uh you manage to hack in fairly easily. It's a uh, not that strongly encrypted since it's behind so many layers of protection already. And yeah, you basically get the last orders of this place before the war happened. The last orders were defend the National Guard base at all costs. No one gets in, no one gets out. Prepare for full-scale national invasion. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Yep. No one gets in, no one gets out. Alright. Anything in any of the in any of the stuff stored around here? Uh what do you mean? I thought you said that there was some stuff scattered around, like knapsacks. There's some satchels, but nothing particularly interesting. Clothes if you want that. Yeah, that's yeah. most of it. If there's nothing yeah, I mean there's probably more of that in the barracks anyway, in sealed foot lockers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You guys can give me a notice check, by the way. Okay. What is my notice? Uh, I got plus zero. Nice. I got plus five. Wow. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Uh, you're near one of the only windows you've seen in the base so far. I said there were windows, but there aren't that many. And you hear rumbling in the distance. I'll look out the window. You see a wall. You hear that? When she focuses, does she hear anything? Yeah, you hear the same rumbling in the in the very background of your hearing. Yeah, I do. Sounds like it's outside, maybe. Maybe. She's gonna she's gonna step out, um, and uh, go back to the gate and check outside. All right. Do you want to meet up with the others on the way? Uh, see why not. Yeah, we'll ask All if right. there's anything we could have taken from the technology zone TM. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you, the, those guys move into the tech zone. Catch you guys. Pencil's wearing a chef's hat. There's a cat. Nice hat. Thank you. The genius loci of this place has declared me a master cakesmith, master killsmith, and master homesmith after I passed its challenges three. Wait, you made that pound cake? Indeed. That was delicious. I see you were the panel of experts. <laughs> Alex is just looking from one to the other. <laughs> yeah, man, that shit was good. I'm, I'm impressed, honestly. Yeah. Incredibly. He bows slightly. Uh, uh, Alex, you find anything worthwhile here? Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, one of the terminals had a the a blueprint. I, I uploaded it to my Pip Boy and uh and I found some tools that are specialized for working with the with that model. Alright. You find you find any uh anything we could use to repurpose that the those uh iBots? No, no um, robot parts here. 
No, not really. I don't think it doesn't look like they made them weird here. Just demoed them. Gotcha. Right. It sounds like there's a there's a parent there's something coming to the to the walls when you go check it out. Yeah. Uh, but probably oh. stay uh, stay hidden because if it comes in, stealth's gonna I mean, be our best defense. If we're done, we could just leave. I gotta check the I gotta check the radio shack. Alright, uh, I mean I didn't find out much else of use other than there's these there, like emergency campfires. You spread the putty around and then when you hit a button it ignites. Oh, that is awesome. Alright, thanks. Uh, give me a second. Chris and I will check to see what's coming. Yeah, actually, why don't you guys go around to the radio shack and see if you can see if you can take all of the uh, take all the the tran the the take the transceiver or all of the radio or all of the radio operating equipment. We'll sort it out at the base if something's coming up. I guess sure, I can do that. Between them, you want me with them too? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with them. If there's anything coming, let us know what it is. You know where to find us. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Well then, she will. Uh, she will step outside. All right. As you uh, step on the ruins of the gate, you you see coming towards you about ten motorcycles. Each okay. one, each one carrying a rider dressed in black. The front one painted a sharp cherry red. She instantly goes back inside. Uh. Hmm. I, I think I recognize this idea and description. Uh, yeah, she instantly goes back inside and, and uh, rushes back up to everyone else. All right, we got problems. What? How many and how bad? Ten of them on motorcycles. Either horse, uh, e- e- either uh, horsemen or rough riders. I'm going to guess it's horsemen because we're closer to them. Um, Which one was... Is, was that the one that... Um, she comes in to herself and point to you. Comes in fast, scraps hard, leaves leaves fast. The the one we drove off? No, no, that's rough riders. Okay. All right. Well, it's the horsemen. They're coming in to and they're coming in to scrap things. It'd be our best interest to it'd be our best interest to hide and make use of uh make use of choke points and that kind of stuff. Make sure they can't get the full edge from their motorcycles. I believe we already have an excellent choke point. Indeed. He just points towards the, the open gate. Yeah, well, I mean, how big is the gate? Like, I'm guessing that could let two to three motorcycles through easy at a time. Yeah, it's about ten feet wide. All right. Might be best if we're inside, though. As long as they ain't mobile, we can deal with them. Well, Lanso can. Lanso, I think, is taking on. Can probably jump in the joust easy enough. That's true. Oh, we ain't got much time, though. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to do it now. We've got to do it yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume these guys aren't the kind of people who just will let us leave then. Well, we don't know. But the thing is, if we if we open ourselves up to communication, you know, we lose our advantage. Right. they got to get up there. Oh, they got to get up their bikes. I if could attempt to parlay while you prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got to get off their bikes anyway if they want to salvage anything. I'm not guessing they're ace at fucking, I don't know, Vin Diesel shit. Let's head to the what radio. Let's, let's let's try and uh, make up something fortifiable in the radio shack. I That's have the only heard thing we have. Brave warrior Vin Diesel. 
Sorry, keep going. That's the only place we we, we, we got left to, to scrap anything. The rest of this place is useless to us. Just said that yeah. his only weakness was that he was perhaps too fast and too furious. I heard his only weakness was that he was made of actually made of four slightly smaller, slightly more British Vin Diesels. Tales of him spread far and wide. <laughs> so what you're saying is he's a Venn diagram? So, uh, you guys start making making way for the uh, radio tower? Yeah. Lancer was going to parlay. Lancer going to parlay. Mm-hmm. All right. So He'll be on his steam. All right. So, as the motorcycles approach, they don't quite see you yet as your steed is... Uh, are, are you outside or inside the gate? Uh, like in the like in the gate, like between where they would have to drive over, basically. All right, like One taking the, people, the place of the wall. They they start doing a circle around the base, and as they pass by the gate the first time, one of them takes out a harpoon gun, and fires it at the wall next to the gate. A oh. long a long javelin like thing sticks in the wall, and a white flag unfurls from it. Okay, Lanza will. Uh seat his lance but not in like the stabby way but in like the upright way on the sided little lance holster or whatever sure and uh, uh, on on the by the end of their pass around they um, idle their motorcycles and come up to you and get off them weapons not drawn okay if they're leaving their bikes then he will step off of his and also walk forward no weapons drawn yet the head of them is a man standing about six foot eight, carrying a bumper sword. Ooh. For the audience who doesn't know, a bumper sword is a sword that has literally been made from the bumper of a car. It's huge. He uh, reaches a hand out for your claw gripper. <laughs> it's a hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll shake his hand. Hail and well met. He nods. My name is War. I'm here as an emissary. I see. My companions and I have uh, begun an investigation of this place. We have no qualms with you. Nor we with you. We are simply here to invite you back to our home. Our leader wishes to speak to you. I see. Uh, As soon as possible, or can we conclude some of our investigation first? I would prefer we leave within the hour. This is a dangerous place, especially with the racket you made getting in. Very well. Do I have a, like, walkie-talkie or something? I figured you guys had some means of communication. We probably okay, jacked the I walkies will... from, the, uh, from the park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you, I, I you guys can get a little uh, message. Boop, boop. Yeah. That, that they're not only willing to parlay, they're led by a general who is called war uh, and they wish for us to accompany them uh, as it is unsafe in these parts. And apparently we may have disturbed something with the amount of noise you made entering. All right. And they're being peaceful. Like Indeed. they just want to, they just want to meet with us. Yes. And for us to accompany them. All right. Well, we just need to stay. It, we just need to take as long as, uh, I mean, we just need to disconnect this radio equipment from the shed and we can, Get out of here, then. That'll be Very well. That'll be a crash check, by the way. Yeah. Sure. Uh, can I I'll... can I do anything to assist? Yeah, sure. You can give a plus one. 
So the real question is, is it going to be conflict? Or is pestilence still on that? It's not usually, or is it famine? Uh, the, the, yeah, conquest and... Uh, conquest, pest- right. Conquest and pestilence have been interchangeable throughout the history of the concept. Eh, I mean, it started as conquest well, for a long time. Well, not, not interchangeable, but one equated to the other as time went on. Yeah. All right. Uh, plus seven on the crabs, Jack. Yeah, in, in no time flat, like 10 minutes at most, you managed to pop most of the useful uh, boxes and wiring off. You're probably going to have to leave the radio antenna, but you got plenty of that back at the Yeah, the building the antenna isn't the problem. Yeah, you managed to get quite a bit of uh, useful radio tech. Yeah. All right, I think that about does it. So you head back to meet Lanza? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you come upon War, this uh, six, this six foot, six to eight man, wearing a full biker gear, basically. A leather jacket. And uh, and across the lapels, it says horse. And there's the spot where the jacket goes. Men. Vespa gives him a nod and tips her hat. He nods back. I know you. I am war. I lead the raiding parties for the horsemen. I'm the woman in black. It's good to meet you. You as well. Now, I sincerely hope that you all come with me without any problems. We don't intend to give you any. This is not a threat, but of course, refusal may sour our relationship in the future. Of course. Can I ask where we're going? About 25 miles northeast of here. How far northeast is our base? Or Kismet Park? Um, you are, they are basically taking you to a place um, a little while southeast of your base. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Ansel's ready. All right, yeah. Let's hitch up our trailer yep. and yeah. lead the way. Well, all right. Yeah, uh, they all hop on their motorcycles and war lets out a high-pitched uh, war whoop, and they all start riding off. All these people on motorcycles and Alex's Alex has tried to keep up, keep up in this scooter. <laughs> By the way, uh, if uh, if you're wondering what they're all carrying. War's got a bumper sword, and he has at his hip a large, high-caliber hunting revolver. And the rest are carrying various forms of Chinese assault rifle and shotgun. Well, okay, then. So they're fairly well-equipped for a gang. Yeah. The hunting revolvers especially are hard to find around the wasteland these days. As is the ammunition for them. You know, is it weird that I've learned to equate equate people? I've learned to think of people who don't immediately shoot at us as basically friendly. Nah, I mean that's kind of the code. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. I'm mean, just getting used to the wasteland. <laughs> All right. So, um, in about an hour, an hour fifteen minutes, you start coming upon farms. Basically, small little outposts, mostly mostly uh, using the natural irrigation of the surrounding area for rice paddies. Um, as the as all of you come in, you give me notice checks. Ah, yes, this is where Lanzo excels. Ah, yes. Plus three. Plus three. three. All right, everyone but Lanzo. Uh, 
You know, Lancer, statistically, Lancer should occasionally at least roll pluses on a notice roll. I mean, he has. A couple of times. Uh, yeah, you... As you go by, you see someone is organizing people to work on the work on these things. He's a he's a tall man who is sort of hunched over a bit in a, in what appears to be old age. He seems to be in his sixties or so, and he's standing next to a beautifully pearlescent black motorcycle. Is he like really skinny and or really fat? Uh, he's neither. He appe- he appears to be just an incredible. He's he's a very experienced farmer. I think I just lost a bet with myself. <laughs> but as you ride by, uh, War lets out another whoop, and the uh, the gates to this palisade wall open up in front of you, letting it letting you into a rather large encampment, somewhat reminiscent of, well, unfortunately, the Legion camps, Vespera. What? I mean, just like in the style, you know. It, what? No, repeat that. What was? It's it's a camp that looks like the camps the Legion used to make. She palisade walls. Less crucifixions. And, yes, less of that. <laughs> she uh, furrows her brow, but says nothing. Inside, there's a number of what appear to be uh, deconstructible sheds and trailers. Mobile homes, almost. And as they all pull in, they all hop off of their motorcycles. There are people milling about, looking at you. All of them armed. Now then, are any of you wounded? Don't think so. No? No. Good. Good. Well, it is traditional for me to introduce you to the other leaders of this camp. Unfortunately, one of them is out in the fields right now. But I can introduce you to the others. He uh, waves. He waves you after him and starts moving towards a, a fairly well cleaned mobile home. The other horsemen do not come with you. Okay, I guess I was trying to make friends with that one guy, but <laughs> <laughs> He's a cool he has guy. no time for friends. He only has time for crops. As you uh, walk to this mobile home, you notice to the side of it is a bright white motorcycle. And a war opens the gate inside and waves you in. And yeah, you you hear something you don't expect from inside. Chris? Um, hmm. It's it's a voice you recognize. A rail thin man with 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 a spiked up brown hair, wearing a set of small glasses, he's about in his 40s, comes up to you and shakes your hand. Uh, you know him as Dr. Macaulay. You met him once in The Fathers, Fathers of the Apocalypse. Oh, Macaulay. I did not expect to see you here. Please, please. Not my name anymore. Oh, well, what should I he, call uh, over. I think it's Pestilence. Yeah, he points around. And, um, there's a series of beds around him with wounded people in them. I go by Pestilence now. All right, then. Uh, pestilence. Bit foreboding for a doctor. I think they use the terms mm. ironically, except except war. Yeah, war chuckles grimly. <laughs> Although he did come at us very peaceably. I assure you that is not the standard. I appreciate oh. it, nevertheless. I point at whatever flag is around the camp and say that's the standard. God damn it! 
Indeed you do. Um, well, it's been a long time. Um, Indeed it has. What brings you here? Uh, that guy. And it's, he's not a what? He, he uh, casts a view askance at war and they start talking really softly. And Pestilence just sort of shrugs. Our leader wants to talk to you then? I suppose. Which, I mean, aren't you one of the leaders? Yes, but we're all organized under a, a supreme leader, essentially. It's an interesting system. Lancel leans over again. It's probably death. There's a theme here. I'm getting that. This is actually new information to Alex, who then nods. <laughs> well, how'd you how'd you end up here? Well, um, essentially, I was working with a small settlement. It fell under some bad influence. Uh, gang leaders, gamblers, stuff like that. The horsemen came through, ripped the place up, and they apparently needed a doctor. So I hopped on, rather than lose all of my earthly possessions and be stranded in the wasteland. And now you're a uh, lieutenant, basically? That's the idea. I Basically, it uh, entitles me to a say in w what we raid and when, since I have a good knowledge of the supplies I need to keep us afloat. Fair. Fair. Hmm. Yeah, we'd heard uh, we'd heard about the the about the horsemen from the Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, I assume we made a little bit of re of reputation for ourselves. Luckily enough, we know enough about tactics to uh, misdirect where our main hideout is. Yeah, yeah. They were saying you guys were up north. Right. Uh, Essentially, we uh, scheduled raids in a circle around a false location, a very dangerous false location. So, welcome. I'm glad to see you're here and safe. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Also, I guess, um, not for nothing, but uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard the news about the CDC. Hmm. Big, no, I haven't, actually. Big Storm came a game around a couple months ago, uh, blew the whole place wide open. If you guys are in need of supplies for med dispensers or whatever, I'm guessing you'll be able to find something there. A lot of it was oh. pretty fresh last we went to it, but it's uh, I mean it's out in Atlanta, so it'd be a be a bit of a trek. Hmm. I'll bring it up on the next council. Thank you. War sort of impatiently nods. Shall we get going? All right. The good doctor has a lot of patience to attend to. Sure, sure. Um, Macaulay waves and says, "Later, Chris, and the rest of you." A pleasure meeting you. That's what tips your hat. And yeah. you, yeah, and you get brought to another, somewhat larger shack. Outside is sitting a, a pale green uh, motorcycle, fairly ugly color, really. And he invites you all inside. All right. Inside appears to be um, some sort of. There's a series of cages with about two horsemen among them. Like eight cages, two horsemen. I've and, been to that website. You won't trick me twice. And uh, sitting against the lying against the wall is uh, is a man about five foot four, with a shock of red hair, piercing blue eyes. He smiles up at you. Oh, hey guys, what's up? Evening. 
two horsemen. Yeah. Is uh, we're just walking on the brig. Uh, war brought us here yeah. to talk. All right, nice to meet you. I'm Death. Yeah, yeah, nice to yeah. We met Pestilence and the other. I'm guessing the guy outside is Famine. You got it. You saw our savvy of our theme. <laughs> so, what can I do you for? Um, uh, you said you wanted to meet with us. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, I don't know. Oh, war, war was, war. war was insistent we talk to you for some reason. War comes up behind you. He is not our leader. Oh. Oh. He is the camp disciplinarian. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so who's the main leader then? Well, there's not much to do here, so I suppose we'll go see him, won't we? I'm guessing it's John or God. Um, uh, Death. Nice meeting you, Mister Death. Yeah, Death nods back, smiling. Nice to meet all y'all. Yeah, yeah. Catch you. Catch you later. Hope to not see you back in here. Yeah. Yes. And War takes you to a a large central hut, basically. And you see something familiar, Lanso, in front of it. You see a motorcycle stylized into a horse. And Lanso's optics narrow. And uh, War invites you in. He elects not to go in after you. All right. We'll roll in. And Alex, it, as, as though the other two didn't notice it, Alex is going to point to the black... Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> to, to the motorcycle style as like a horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And inside, illuminated by candlelight, is a robot that is very similarly styled to Lanto. A, a long <laughs> robot blade at his hip. It is not the Black King or the Black Knight. That's probably for the best. Uh, you know him <laughs> as. Um, uh, you know him as G W E I N Gawain. Okay, he's pretty. He was okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember if he felt the Black King's control at some point. Maybe he snapped out of it though. Gawain has been sort of on both sides of the Arthurian legend. He's yeah. sort of hard to pin down. Although you're not sure how well you're not sure how well the this the medieval times establishment actually adhered to that. Versus whatever their own storyline well, was they yeah. wanted to create over the years. To, to be fair, it's like part that, part just completely having everything fucked up in his head and a, a bunch of... Who knows? Well, no, that's the, that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. Lanso, Lanso is programmed to fully, to, to fully like live inside the kayfabe. <laughs> and things start fading a bit for you, Lanso. The world starts getting a bit more fantastical, even than before. The can the candlelight seems to grow into torchlight, and the inside starts to look more and more like stone edifice. It appears that his presence is triggering something in your subroutines. Sir Gawain. Sir Lanza. I had thought you to be dead. I thought the same, but I heard of your exploits around the surrounding area, and I wish to speak to you. By the way, the rest of you, 
Gawain is talking in a special binary shorthand. So we can't, Land, we can't Lancer, understand can, each other, or we can't understand them. You can try with a science check. Oh, okay. Sure, why not? You guys understand a word they're saying? Uh, I got a plus five on science. All right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Zero. That's enough to get you bits and pieces. Uh, I'll burn my last fate point for Dr. Robot Confidentiality. <laughs> sure. A... All right, that'll get you some more relevant bits and pieces. Okay, yeah. Alex shakes her head at, in response to Vespa. Uh, I think these, these two guys know each other, and I don't think they're going to try and kill each other yet. Well, that's so... good. That's good. Okay. Clang, clang. Yeah, Glenn had some rough spots, but he's, he's generally an okay guy. Yeah, like, he's he's one of the... He's, like... He's definitely a knight of the... He's definitely, like, among the knights of the round. Yeah. So, what news, Lansau? I'm helping my companions, uh... Oh, quick question. Do you refer yes. to your... Do you refer to each other as, like, your official, like, knights of the round table names? Like, would he call you Lancelot? He'd probably call me Lancelot, yes. What news, Lancelot? My companions and I are apparently much like you, beginning to carve out some semblance of civilization in this wasteland. I, I use our adventures to help me find what I can. Uh, I have made it my quest to seek out the Black King and put him to justice for what he's done. He leans back slightly. You seem awfully certain of yourself that the Black King is to be... Well, I don't know exactly what you plan to do. Chris, you hear Black King. All right, yeah. There's uh, something in there about the Black King. I don't think either of them identify as hostile. They seem to be united behind the same goal. All right. He slew our king for his own gain, raised his sword against his lord and father. And that was wrong. That was certainly wrong. However, is it impossible for a man to redeem himself after such actions? Uh, Chris, you get, uh, wrong and redemption. Hmm. All right. Yeah, it looks, uh, I'm not sure. Wrong, redemption, Black King. Shrug. <laughs> uh, all men must face justice. There are at times mitigations thereof, but he would need to be truly repentant. Lancelot, he helped me. He's the reason I am where I am today. They probably given, see Lance's fist, like, tight. He's given me power. Power enough to help. And to help these people survive. Um, Chris, you hear, Black Knight, help, power. Okay. So we have Black... Uh, Black King, wrong, redemption. Black Knight, help, power. So... he's They're working together, I think. Not sure. That is... This is not gonna end well. Shit. Just stay on guard. Right. Yeah. And for all I know, he is merely sowing the seeds for future tyranny, bringing about disparate rules under his iron fist. Well, do you trust me? Chris, you here trust you. Hmm. I guess they're trying to come to an I... accord on this. I did, Gawain. Now I am unsure. Can a good man achieve power by the wrong means, if, it, if it's for the benefit of his kingdom? You, uh, Chris, you hear good man and kingdom. Yeah, okay. It's something about his cheap. It's working with the it's working with the black king, 
for good. Not sure. If one discards their righteousness, then any uh, let's see what's going Then any ends they achieve are already corrupt. But if a man steals a blade and uses it to save a thousand lives, what of that? Uh, Chris, you hear blade and a thousand lives. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he's just kind of relaying the bits and pieces. If you don't want to keep interrupting the conversation to give me, like, words from it, that's fine. Yeah. Also, uh, if you want to throw any words his way, feel free, um, uh, Josh. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think he's okay. It's working. It's it's working within with the Black King to achieve a greater good, and Lanzo doesn't believe in that. Um, yeah, uh, she's she's really really ready. I draw a pistol if it comes to it. Alex, you got anything for this? I'm not too familiar with this line of with this line of machines. She shrugs the like as in familiar with these guys in general, or I only know about them what I've learned from being around land, so Alright, yeah. Um so uh yeah, Lanzo's uh, getting worked up here uh, about this other guy working with the Black King. Uh, we might have to step in with some of our own diplomacy to keep this from getting bad, because the problem is if the fight starts here, it's not going to just end here. Although I only understand as much that the guy saying the Black King is a force of redemption and apparently a blade can save a... Blade and something about a thousand lives. I don't know. I'm guessing with all the stuff he's been saying about redemption and trust, I'm guessing it's not use a blade to kill a thousand. Uh, it's a, <laughs> Okay, no, Lancer would not say it's a false equivalent. Um, if you steal a sword, then you owe a man a sword. If you slay your king, you've not only unjustly taken a life, but proven yourself a traitor unworthy of trust who seeks only power for power's sake he appears somewhat mournful Lancelot if it must be decided this way then join me in combat um Chris you get something along the lines of help me in combat alright Sarah he's asking him to join him to help him I'm not sure against which force or to what end. But I don't know. Maybe he's the blade that can save a thousand lives. I'm not sure. I don't have a lot of context to work off of here. <laughs> so you're saying you've sworn fealty to the Black King? No. He stands up with his hand on his sword. But if it must be decided, let the Lord decide who is right. Join me in combat. Uh, Chris, you, you, you get that too. Join me in combat. Okay. Yeah. Lanzo nods. Trial by combat's a totally legit thing. And he, he pulled... will turn to everyone and just say, stand down. This is my battle. Uh, 
Oh. I'm more worried about the guy. Okay, um, if you say so, but I'm a little worried about what the guys outside are gonna think. Um, yeah, we, uh, we should, we should go out there and start prepping them for what's happening in here. Okay. Hopefully they have a, hopefully they have an attract, uh, hopefully they're gonna go into their normal mode for fighting. Um. Yeah, Lenso will ask that they, or that he make certain that uh, his companions are at least given safety to leave. All arrangements uh, have been made. Okay, then yeah, Lenso's gonna get ready to fight. If he wants to fight in here, we can do it here. Outside, outside, whatever. He's down. He smile. He he gives a robotic smile with his uh, face emulator. He pulls out what appears to be something more akin to a fencing saber and uh, points it in your direction. Shall we do this here or in the eyes, uh, beneath the eyes of God and man? The eyes of God are ever present. The eyes of man can wait. You know, it's the eyes of non-denominational God. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the eyes of small G God. What a small G. <laughs> <laughs> the G or single D. <laughs> God damn it. No. no. You don't step up in it. You don't step into small G's house. <laughs> spitting them blasphemes. Small G represent. So no one is going to watch this cool fight. That's I'm totally down with that. <laughs> I mean, Alex would stay if she could, but let's so We're probably going to, leave, to die so. if we stay in there. <laughs> he just told you not to help him fight. Oh, well then, uh, Alex is probably getting, because she's getting second thoughts, like, someone's going to stay behind and see what happens, right? All right, fine. I'm going to go out there and tell them why why their leader is fighting with one of our guys. Oh, okay. They, um, maybe they, oh, already, they, made... they probably already know, given he's the leader, but I'm going to make sure. By the way, you might recall that at current, your uh, blade is covered in fire putty. Yeah, I was going to see if I could just like kind of scrape that off inside the sheath when he draws it, because I don't want to, like, that would be kind of silly to have a big fiery sword against a robot. <laughs> yeah, sure, you can do that. So I could just... You just you okay. can just un unsheath it a little, put your forefinger and thumb on it, and pull it out. Yeah, and then later maybe you just stick it back in there, get the junk out of there. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, pull, you pull your you pull Khaled bolt. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a notice that makes uh, initiative, right? He goes first. Yep, sure does. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Unless he's similarly <laughs> outfitted to Lanso. I forget, can you make a fight check to block a hand-to-hand -hand shot, or is it always athletics? Uh, uh, I, thought the, I thought the ability was oh, right. parry. Although, I think well, parry, no, that's part of fight. No, parry falls Parry's under fight, yeah. This. Okay, oh, and yeah. you have the ability to block shoot attacks. Correct, yes. Because he's got a shield. Yes. So, hypothetically, he could be blocking with fight melee? Yes. Okay. This is going to be a lot of high dice rolls, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So without without wasting any time, because wa wasting any time would only be an insult, he uh, launches into a series of attacks at you. Okay. Uh, make me a defense roll. Will do. Uh, so I will indeed be using my shield with fight melee. Sure thing. And that's plus four. Plus four. All right. He manages to spin around the shield just slightly and uh, nick you with the very end of the sword, dealing one stress. Okay. 
You always were a bit slow, Lancelot. Indeed. But I more than make up with it make up for it with power. And I will uh, just do a big old swing at his ribs. Go, Go for it. Ribs. Uh, let's see. Do I want to you know, I'll go ahead and spend a fate point early because I said that line, so I need to make a big hit. It's your thing. So add plus two to that, and that will be a plus, uh, plus six. Plus six. All right. You get, a yeah, plus nasty, yeah. you get a fairly nasty hit in on him, carving a decent chunk out of his side. Well, like a, a, a gash in the metal of his side. Hmm. Maybe close quarters weren't a fantastic idea, but have at you. And he's going to um, go with the spin of the attack and come around the other side to poke you around the other side of the shield. Okay. Give me a def- give me defense. Keep that in the way. Oh, it's a plus one day, plus four again. All right. Once again, he gets to the he gets to uh, flick a little bit of you just behind the shield. Take another stress, rolling up to two. Mm-hmm. Your move, Lancelot. All right. Uh, I'm going to try to, because he's getting on the side of the shield, I'm going to try to basically pin his sword to my side with the shield. Sure thing. And then uh, just go, I guess I'll just go for a pommel strike to the face. All right. Any any particular thing you're doing with that, or is it just an attack? Um, Actually, I guess I can, well, the thing is, the nice thing is I can use my attacks. If I get style on anything, I can just lower the damage by one to gain a boost. So. Oh, yeah. Sure thing. Um, but I probably didn't get style because I got plus four again. All right, plus four. That is not enough. You manage to pin his arm to the wall, but he flicks the sword over the top of his head and grabs it in his other hand, gaining a boost on you. Oh, jeez. All right. And he's going to use that boost. Okay, so he is All stabbing right. me, yes? Yep, going for another stab. Okay, then I will do a fight melee. Do it. To block. Ooh. That's not great. Plus two. All right. Take a four stress hit as he pierces the opening with great accuracy. You can feel uh, the blade enter part of your uh, part of your chest cavity is, I guess, the best way you would call that. Yeah. It starts messing around with some okay. of the stuff inside, but nothing nothing that bad yet as he pulls out. Alex gasps. Uh and what I'm going to do is you can't really use physique to attack, but can I use it as a blocking action to, say, just hold his hand with the sword in me and keep hmm. him from stabbing me more? Make me a roll versus his fight. Okay. Uh, ooh, plus seven. Plus seven will do it. Yeah. You manage to uh, sort of lean forward and buckle your chest, ca- the hole in your chest cavity, clenching onto his sword. He sort of scowls, he sort of scowls at you a bit with his uh, robo face. He pulls his hands off the sword and tries to clap them on both sides of your head. Okay. I will try to uh, get some whip up stuff up in the way of that. Sure thing. Like arms, maybe? Plus three? I'm not rolling great this fight. <laughs> nah, you are making him use a, quite a bit of his, like, in ingrown fate pool. And he's he's losing it fairly quickly. <laughs> but yeah, he slaps you on both sides of the head. And it sort of scrambles your processors a little bit. He does, uh... What was your roll? Uh, it was plus... 
three. Take a two stress hit. That rolls up to plus three. I am out of stress boxes. I need to start taking consequences. Nice. Or actually, wait. Um, you can take a consequence now to not take that hit. Yeah. What would that? What kind of what kind of consequences can I take? Stress, so uh, you can take uh, you can take mild, moderate, or severe. Mild so mild would, to get rid of this. Mild would get rid of two of it, which effectively okay. wouldn't do anything. Okay. Then uh, mo- will... A moderate consequence would get rid of four, so all of it. That's a. That's less efficient. Um, well, I mean, you're taking one stress if you take a mild consequence, which would fill up that stress box and give you a consequence. Yeah, I'll take a, the one that gets rid of four. So that is a, what do you call it? Uh, that is a moderate consequence. Um, bell rung? <laughs> yeah, bell rung, sure. So that'll, right. that, that'll give him one free invoke on you. I, I thought it was only a two stress hit. Um, it was a two stress hit, but he took a consequence rather than take it to the stress box. So he still has that stress oh. box open now. But right, but then you don't one. take a mild one to fully eliminate it. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. It was, a, it was a two stress hit. So, yeah, the mild consequence okay, yeah. would... Uh, it just rolled up. To, okay, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. good. Yes. Okay. My mistake. But, yeah, it's still no called worries. Bell Runs. <laughs> and he still gets a free invoke. Okay. Your turn. Uh... It's good to see you can still fight without your sword. Uh, no good using a sword as a crutch. Speaking of crutches, I must slap at his <laughs> legs. No, my legs. <laughs> um, so what I will do is I will go ahead and spend a fate point to for uh, I seek the Black King because I need to figure out what the fuck is going on here because I need to fight that dude. Yeah, you're seeking him super hard. He's going to try and roll athletics in defense. Okay. Plus five. Plus, I got five eh? plus zero again. Yep. All right. You do you do a two stress hit as you uh as you clock him pretty good. He's not in great shape. Just uh, did I happen to get any fate points for making the best cake ever? <laughs> yeah, sure. Take a fate point for being a master homesmith. Okay. <laughs> With a with a very angry scowl on his face, he rears back and tries to headbutt you. Can I defend with physique and just headbutt him back? Um, normally no, but it amuses me, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to use his free invoke. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, should I use my maybe counteract that? Yes. Uh, intending to do battle with giants. You need to know how to headbutt well if you're going to do that. Okay. Totally. At least I will posit- at least I'm rolling positive again. Uh that's yeah. plus seven. Um Alright, the expenditure of a free invoke, a fate points, a fairly decent roll and his natural skill. He manages to clock you for a two stress hit. Oh jeez. You can't take he- one mild consequence, right? Yeah. So if you want to take another consequence instead of your final stress box, that's a moderate consequence. I will take my final stress box because that is slightly more efficient as it stands unless I take one point of damage later. All right. Let's go with that for All right. Your stress is full. Your turn. Indeed. Uh, hmm. I'm just going to... To the outside observer, Lancer just ran into Gawain and they're just punching each other against the wall. <laughs> it's like rock'em sock'em robots. <laughs> yep. It's really hard to tell who's... Actually, no, Alex is super crap. She can probably tell who's winning. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to swing Calid Bolt at him. Yeah. 
but kind of while well, if he's going to uh, block it or anything like that, basically let it slide out of my grip. My hand's going to continue down to his sword that's in me. I'm going to pull him out with and hit him with that. Oh wow! And a sneaky kind of thing. That going to be a fate point move? If I had any. Oh, did you just run out? Yeah. Okay. No so fates. that would still be a fight melee, and he's going to defend without athletics. Okay. Plus four again. All right. You deliver him a consequence as you run him through with his own sword as he tries to dodge away from Khaled Bolt. He takes a moderate consequence. My own petard. <laughs> God damn it. He, his hands grip his own sword as he growls at you. Yeah, and he's going to uh, yank the sword out of himself up into the air and try to bring it down onto your shoulder. Okay. I will be blocking with my shield. All right. Do you want to use your free invoke to not get hit here, or do you want to save it? I'm going to save it. Okay. I got a plus four, because I am rolling plus ones almost exclusively, except I roll minus two. All right. Take a two-stress <laughs> hit as he... Uh, as he sheaths his sword in your shoulder. <laughs> okay. Done sheathed will be my moderate consequence. And I believe if you take one more hit, you take a severe consequence. That is correct. Although, does taking three consequence knock you out, or does... Uh... I think not being able to take any more damage is what is what takes you out on their terms. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um... So you would have to take the severe consequence and then a. Although I thought hit. you were knocked out when you yeah. when all your stress boxes got filled. No, no, you can have all the stress boxes just represents like your ability to narrowly avoid mortal wounding. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I think the way it works though is that in if he doesn't want to completely go down, uh, basically I. Think I have to give choose. up next hit. Yeah, if you yeah if, if you don't, don't want to if you don't want to die you have to elect to take yourself out and then you can dictate the terms of your defeat I believe. Well, you you get to have certain rules applied to your defeat. Yeah. If yeah he takes me out he basically gets to completely say what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah, have to yeah, kill yeah. me. Right, but you're at, I'm you're winning this fight means I am honor bound to fight to the last. No 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 no. If if oh. he takes me out. That means that I have to basically work for the black. Except that it is divine will that I listen to him in this argument. That's the idea. So he probably wouldn't kill, me, but maybe. Who knows? I mean, uh, yeah. It is your turn, uh, though. I'm going to just smash him upside the head with my shield. <laughs> I will use the free invoke. Yeah, just go for it. A good old, good old smack. Yeah, he's going to try in athletics. Okay. Okay, better. Uh, seven again. Seems that when I use fate points, I get to roll plus two instead of a plus one. All right. So, your free invoke has paid off well as you clock him in the face and it bonks his head against the back of the yurt, sort of dizzying him a bit. You fill his final stress box. Okay. Uh, here's a question. Yeah? Did I get style on that? You did not. Okay. He, rolled, he rolled a fairly good defense. Okay. Style is two points above, right? I believe so. It might right. be three. Yeah, I thought it, it was three, three, actually. Three sounds right. Yeah, style because style's like spin and the other thing. Yeah. So he brings up a quick snap kick, trying to hit the hilt of his sword sheathed in your shoulder. Another hard thing to say with the stutter. 
Ow. Yeah, I will definitely try to not let that happen. Sure thing. <sighs> Plus four again. I, I guess it could be constantly rolling negative one. Yeah, yeah. that would be even worse. That would be even worse. All right. You managed to, you managed to block the kick just barely. I'm talking you hit his roll with your defense. Oh. <laughs> and as his, as his uh, foot comes back from the shield, he growls at you again. Your turn. I am going to... stomp up my sword in such a way as to flip it back up into my hand. And then hit him with the... Alright, you're trying to yank the sword out of him. Oh, it's still stuck in him? Then, yeah... All right, make me uh, physique v physique. Plus six. Oh, yeah, you get it. Okay. <laughs> he rolled pretty good, but not that good. Pretty good at physique. Yeah, it is your top skill, if I remember correctly. Indeed. I want to hurry and get it to plus five, because then I think I get another stress box. Sounds right, yeah. Okay, am I rolling to hit him with it, or is it his turn? Oh, no, yeah, roll for it. Oh, okay. Uh, ba -ba -ba. Plus three. Plus three. You manage it. You manage to deal another uh, another one stress, which rolls up into a moderate consequence. Yeah. Um, Didn't he already take a moderate consequence, or can he take two? No, he took a minor oh, before. he took a mild. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said he took a moderate before. Whichever one was, he took before, took he takes the other one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feeling empty is his new consequence. <laughs> yeah, and you get a free boost. Which you might want to awesome. use on this defense roll, because he's attacking you again. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Sounds fun. All right. Three plus two. Oh, shit. All right. That's uh, what a boost is. Yeah. Well, no, I just was saying I rolled plus two this time instead of plus one. So, seven. Right. Yes. Um, heartened by re-stabbing him. You, um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, um, he braces against the wall and tries to kick you away, but you effortlessly hold his foot in place with it, with your shield. Your turn. Okay, I'm going to use the shield to drive him through something nearby into something else. Okay. <laughs> Is this going to require me to make a check to get out of the way? Something that isn't <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Eep. Roll, I guess, just an attack roll. Yeah, pretty much. Plus three. All right. You uh, you grab him, pick him up, but he grabs hold of your shoulders and flips over you onto the other side of you, behind you. Uh oh, I'm guessing that's a free boost. Oh, yeah. Fuck. He makes an uh, attack. He tries to clock you in the back of the head with his head. I will try to get my sword behind me enough to parry that. He's got he has got a uh, reinforced cranium, I should say. <laughs> Gawain, the brain knight. <laughs> What's your defense? Uh, it's pretty bad. It is, in fact, zero. Oh, oh, no. So you have taken he, he rolled just enough that you can perfectly cancel it with a severe consequence. Oh, right. Yeah, I'll do that. That's a good <laughs> idea. You take six stress <laughs> as he just pounds you in the back of the head with his head, nearly um, nearly breaking the the equivalent you have of a neck. Okay. It's your turn. 
What is you can also choose to be taken out here if you want, but what is just real busted or something like? Uh, yeah, a broken uh, robo skeleton. I, I, I've, I know there's a word for it. First, Cassie. I break your. First, I break your body. Then I break your spirits. <laughs> just cracked spine. Robots have spines. Or you could say, yeah, it'd either be chassis or like I don't know, endoskeleton. Or exoskeleton. He has okay. a lot of skeletons on well, top of each other. What I'm going to do, because Matt just reminded me, is I'm going to invoke his moderate consequence. Yeah. And I'm going to use my new floppy-backed nature to you're, you're suplex what? him onto his sword. Onto, yeah, his his sword's stuck in me. <laughs> but he's behind me. Yes. So you can just, just like gonna grab up, him and... <laughs> just holding his and... sword and nail him through me to something. You're just going to stab yourself, stab him through yourself. Yes. He's going to, you're going to Yoshimitsu this. I was going to call Roll it. The, I was going to call it the live free or die hard. <laughs> so it's a plus four for a moderate uh, thingy. Uh, no, it's a, just a standard plus two. Oh, I thought. I thought. A, I okay. thought a moderate meant that he took a minus four on his roll. No, it's, it's always a free invoke. Oh, okay. So it's it's and different. It's different now than it used eight. to be. Okay. Yeah. I only got a plus eight. Only a plus eight, eh? Yeah, only a plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what happens. He reels back for another headbutt, and he comes down. You dodge just forward. He misses entirely, and then you jump back, and his sword spears him through the top of his head. Gawain has been defeated. Okay. He is not so dead. But he okay. has a he has a sword the point of a sword through the top of his skull. Yeah, he's probably he's not great. And he just sort of falls off to the ground. I probably fall forward. What's the what's the situation been like outside with the the robots fighting? Sure. Have uh, have any of the uh, other uh, have uh, anybody else in the horsemen been like what the shit's happening? I'll switch over briefly to you. So there's less response than you think. Death pestilence and war come up to you and they simply stand there with their hands crossed in front of their waist so uh you knew this was gonna happen right oh yes okay yeah i was just kind of sitting out here um ooh, that one sounded like it hurt but uh i was sitting out here just because they're both from like the same establishment i think and they're programmed to do this yes i noticed the similarities when i first saw him yeah 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 uh so I don't know how this is going to turn out, but um, yeah, if you guys are cool with it, then great. I was just, yeah, I was really worried that starting a fight with the, because that guy's the leader, right? Oh, yes. And he's been a good leader at that. Yeah, so I was just making sure that if, it, I don't know, something happened that he ended up dead, you know, we'd be able to walk out of here. We'll see how it goes. Lanso, back to you. Gawain sort of lying on the ground, unable to continue fighting. Gawain. That, that, that Lancelot, I, I will trade you my sword for yours. This sword's pretty cool, I guess. I, I, I think, mean, I, the I the think sword is still through you. He wants it back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I will do that. Um, do you accept your defeat? I do. Uh, Excellent. Alex, Alex, give me a science check. Sure. Plus four. Three. Plus three. You catch only one word of that last bit. Okay. 
it's actually not in the shorthand. It's in complete binary because it's because it's the only thing he said, and he didn't need to put it in shorthand. He just said why. But anyway, Gawain lies back. I suppose you've defeated me, Lancelot. The, the divine right of conquest goes to you. What do you wish of me? I wish for you to tell me what you know of Mordred, and then I wish for you to continue to leave, lead these men in a just and righteous fashion. A wry smile comes to his robot face. Very well. Mordred lies several kingdoms away. He has joined forces with an oncoming storm. He will find you, perhaps before you find him. Prepare, Lancelot. He nods. Alex, can you see to his injuries? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you. I, I can do that. Lancelot starts walking away, then falls over. I, I think I need to see to yours as well. There are no worries, child. He speaks in actual English this time. <laughs> okay, that's good. I assumed Lancer did as well when addressing Alex. Neither of us are mortally wounded. Glad. Aid would be appreciated, though. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, I'll make some crafts checks. <laughs> I guess after the, I guess after the, after the sound of like machines smashing into each other ends, Chris will walk in. Yeah, Lancelot got halfway out and just sort of fell over. Lancelot is like way uh, more fucked up than you've ever seen him. Uh, can I? Can I come? Can I compel Doctor of the Waste to then invoke Doctor Robot confidentiality to do some crafts? What? What am I? The good news is asking for compel here. Uh, compel Doctor of the Wastes. What 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 am I compelling you to do that you wouldn't be doing All right, already? Yeah, fair enough. Because uh, Alex is already fixing <laughs> Alex is already fixing the bad guy. <laughs> Damn you, Alex! But yeah, you you can I mean, actually use could, crafts on me. I because I, I can use crafts. Design. It's not my best skill, but I can yeah. use it. Well, or science. So Alex, science. It's basic um, science usually, but I have a move thing. Uh, DC of plus six to remove his severe consequence, or like start his severe consequence healing. Healing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will spend a fate point to uh, tag savior of robot kind. <laughs> yeah, that seems very relevant here. All right, with the tag, that's a plus eight then. Very nice. In fact, I'll say you also uh, attend to his mild consequence. Okay. I guess. His modern consequence may go unhealed for a little while, but it will heal eventually. Right. Plus, presumably, with all the motorcycles, there's someone ar around here at least somewhat familiar with mechanics. Right. <laughs> Maybe if, even if they aren't as good as Alex. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll use science to take care of Lanzo's moderate consequence. Um, the role is typically crafts, but uh, I thought he had. I thought he could do both. Yeah, you said for robots it was science typically, but I could take a stunt to let them use crafts if it was better. Oh no, uh, the, the 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 stunt is basically to let them use crafts instead of medicine, to make you make sense as a robot. But you know what? Since since that's not really I mean, if, an if nothing, I mean, if if that's if I can't if I can't use science, then I'll let then I'll let Alex do it because yeah. she's way better at it. How about this? Since really, uh, it's not that huge a deal to uh, be healed or not. Uh, because just switching from medicine to crafts isn't actually a bonus from an aspect, 
the aspects will let you be healed by both crafts and science, but not medicine. Okay. Well, I mean, medicine's medicine's a subject. Medicine is science. science, though. Anyone oh. who has science, anyone who has medicine, has science. Oh, then forget the whole thing. <laughs> yes, science or crafts works. Science works for <laughs> a different reason on you. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. I forgot that medicine was not its own skill. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a stunt under science. It's what I have the wasteland yes. doctor stunt for. Okay. Right. My apologies. All my bad. I got a plus five to, to try and to start fixing his uh, moderate consequence. Yep. So that will. That was the one of him getting uh, skewered. I can't remember what that was called. Yeah. Let me remind myself. Oh, yeah. Done sheeped. Uh, so I'll change that to, let's say. <laughs> you can change the consequence unsheathed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And then a healed consequ- a healed moderate takes a couple of sessions, I think. How many is it? So it's one or two. Uh, I'm looking that up now. Because a healed minor takes a scene. Yes. I thought minor was a scene, moderate was a session, and mm. and severe was like an arc, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's that's basically it. All right. It's gonna make a joke about a healed minor taking, and then I realize I don't know how long those Chilean miners were underneath the earth. According to my brother, my brother and me, they keep getting uh, f- they keep getting trapped and fleeing yeah. constantly. Like a Chilean miner emerging from. The- I think that's how they introduced themselves at Max Con- Max FunCon, fucking 2014. Good times. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the end of the session, you'll also be able to uh, rename your moderate consequence to, bas- basically, this check is instead of waiting for the end of the session. Okay. And we're, like, right at the end of the session right now anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you want, you can just straight up heal his minor and then... Okay, yeah. I'll just I'll just remove... Take I'll just blow the minor away then with my boost on science. Yeah. The severe consequence will start going away at the next major milestone. Uh, does that Lance actually have a severe? What's that? Does Lance have a severe? Oh, yeah. 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 He had all of them. Oh, okay. I he didn't realize you filled out your last one down. Now. But luckily enough, your stress box is completely empty. Yay. Yeah, once conflict is over, basically. Oh, right. You took the severe to avoid the, the, to avoid the, the massive trauma. head trauma. Oops. Yeah, it just, he just barely took... He took barely enough damage to be able to fully heal it with the uh, severe. Yeah, no, that was a fight that came down the fucking wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Alright, uh, there, I've done what I can. Yeah. I'd take it easy for a bit, though. Thank you. I don't imagine I'll be going into war anytime soon. Well, that's why you have him, right? Yeah, that's why you got that guy. <laughs> that's why I have a man named War on my employ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. Lancelot. He, yes. speaks, he speaks in English rather than shorthand. I don't know why the outcome of today has been how it was, but if the time comes, I pledge my fealty to you. That's a lot odds. Thank you. I will be here, really. Meanwhile, the horsemen are murmuring outside, I think he killed our leader. Ah, shit, I guess we're a democracy again. (laughs) No, no, he's fine. He's, He's just... He's just hurt... Long live Gawain! 
he ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Says we some for- guy that they just stare at. Yeah, we don't have to change our flags. <laughs> what is the flag? There, there's a flag we get behind to keep the, the universal throne standard. The, yeah, there's a flag behind the throne that's basically Gawain's coat of arms. Gotcha. As it turns out, cavalry tactics are very useful for motorcycle combat. Yeah. <laughs> They're like really fast horses. All right. I imagine that's probably legit. And unless someone has anything uh, suitably relevant and dramatic to do, I'm going to call the end of the session there. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Going to call that a minor milestone. If you like, you can uh, rename your moderate consequence to show you've gotten past the worst of it. All stress box is clear. Your minor consequence is gone. The severe consequence stays and is an invocable aspect on you. Ouch. Okay. But if usually, you shoes, I'll make it patched up. Yeah, Wait, sure. Do we have a name for the session? Uh, Master Homesmith. <laughs> so I'm going to. Uh, what was it? What was Pestilence? How do you spell Pestilence's actual original name? Uh, Macaulay. M C C A U L E Y. C A U L E Y. U L. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna file Pestilence under Allies and Horsemen under friendly acquaintances yeah i'll file them under neutral for now which is good because i expected them to be hostile so it's a definite improvement everyone have a fun session yeah yeah it's good yes all right all right in that case i'm gonna say good night internet night good night good night internet i like